So we are with uh, the founder and uh, editor-in-chief and the guy that has not gone but still is here, um, Glenn Percival. <laughs> still here, bitches. Yeah. He's still around. So uh, episode 600, and this is the the man that had been around for... I, don't even, I, I wanted to look and I didn't look before, but uh. I, I know you only missed one. And so. Yeah, I missed one when, I did, when I think it was when my dad died. Yeah, I think that's well. No, we that's just missed the, the week. That's when the streak ended. You missed one when, yeah. you, had, when you had your uh, medical stuff. Yeah, that's right. When I had the the stroke. Yeah. 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 So six hundred episodes though that you have founded and been a part of. So. Yeah, I forgot how many I actually was on. I should look. I don't know. At, at a certain point, I think after five hundred, I kind of <laughs> just lost interest in really caring anymore. It's like, it's like turning twenty five every year. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it, it's something I'm pretty proud of, though. Uh, you know, it's for a long time the the longevity part of it was kind of our thing, uh, not missing a week, and you know, we ended up missing a week finally, but it was bound to happen eventually. <clears throat> uh, I mean, we cheated a little bit too here and there, but yeah, yeah I mean, it's it was definitely it, more than 600 because I mean, on average, we we yeah. would do four shows or five shows at E3 and yeah, how many, and then PSX, how many, yeah. And, yeah. So, or more yeah, than 600. Yeah, I never really now, thought. So, so. We always thought about that, but I never counted them because again, I uh, I'm too to- <laughs> I'm I'm too old and tired for that. <laughs> All right, so um, I know that like later on in the show, they're going to listen to like Michael talking to Mark, and they're going to listen to Josh and Joel like ramble. I'm sure that's all that's going to be is rambling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I wanted to talk to you first, and I guess like I started kind of at the beginning a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Why? I mean, it, everybody's heard bits and pieces of it. I've been listening to the podcast and working, you know, for PS Nation <laughs> for about four years now. So um, a writer, I, I remember episode 300, but that's like the last or the first milestone that I remember. So, um, but why, why a podcast and then why a PlayStation podcast? <laughs> uh, it was all kind of just on a whim. Uh, I was involved heavily on some forums for a, uh, a podcast called team Fremont, <clears throat> which, uh, they, they changed their name a couple times now. And 
it was Mojo Menace for a while, and then I think it's DG Radio now. If they're even doing, I think they're still doing the show. Uh, it's some guys that were up in Minneapolis uh, that I got to know really, really well. Uh, John, Mo, and Aaron, and uh, I just got to know them really well, and I was on their forums quite a bit. And their forums were were pretty crazy, and um, uh, you know that's where I know Mark from actually, and, and mm-hmm. that's where I know some other people like Nine Volt and um, Brickman Terry from. <clears throat> um, so there was there was this day that I, I would kind of go back and forth with this one guy every now and then. And he was a huge Xbox fanboy, and he was just kind of ridiculous. So we all kind of took pleasure in like egging him on. Um, and then this guy Jared uh, Jared Johnston uh, messaged me on the, on the forums one day, and he said, "Hey, there's so many Xbox podcasts out there, but there aren't any uh, PlayStation podcasts out there." And he goes, "What do you think about starting one?" I'm like, mm-hmm. You know, I used to do radio. I, I interned at a radio station when I was in eighth grade, and I always enjoyed it. Uh, and I was a drama guy in high school and stuff, so I was like, oh, sounds cool. And honestly, the the thing that interested me the most was learning how to record audio and edit audio. Um, it was just something I always thought about, and I never really had a reason to know. So I was like, um, <laughs> The first couple of episodes were pretty hairy. Uh, famously, Jared used the USB mic that came with SOCOM. Oh, God, I said SOCOM. <laughs> now Twitter's going to go crazy. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, just, and it was I'll just redact like, it. Don't worry. I'll just beep it. <laughs> beep. <laughs> um, I mean, that microphone was awful, and, and I kind of got on to him and said, if you're going to do this, you got to take it serious. And I said, you need to get a new headset or something. Um, but that was kind of an on-running joke for a really, really long time, probably up until this day. Um, but we did it for a while, uh, and it was, it was Jared's idea, and, and I've always tried to give him credit for that. Um, but I was the one that shelled out all the money for everything, and uh, I was editing every week and the whole nine, and we did it for a while, and then um, it just seemed like something was... I mean, I was having a good time with it, and... We kind of stuck to it because nice. I didn't know if it was going to go anywhere, and I didn't know this guy at all. You know, it was just mm-hmm. some dude from the forums. Um, yeah. So when did it start clicking for you that like, hey, this is something that like a lot of people are listening to, <laughs> or this is something that people are looking forward to? Like, when did it start becoming more, you know, real to you? I guess. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I really, I, I mean, I think my first response to that is of course the 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 typical glenn and i never thought anybody really enjoyed it (laughs) right um but i think once once publishers started kind of recognizing us a little bit and you know because before i did the podcast i was like i was going to consumer electronic shows every year i worked in in an electronics boutique and I talked their buyer, uh, Pete Rothmeyer. I can't believe I remember that name. <laughs> I talked him into getting us badges <clears throat> or getting me a badge. And then, like, one year, my buddy Chris that I worked with at EB came along. He works at Dell now. Uh, one time, Rock came along with me. Actually, no, Rock went to two of me. He went to Chicago and to Las Vegas. Because CES happens twice a year. It happens in the winter and the summer. Right. Summer's in Chicago and winter's in Vegas. Um, and then my buddy Mike Femler went with me and, and <clears throat> but, but it was under the guise of, I was supposed to write for the electronics boutique newsletter. 
and that and which happened once <laughs> they just never they just never gave a crap and they never like I kept asking like what do you want me to write and nobody would ever get back to me and I think there was one thing somewhere which I don't even have a copy of um so it was something that i was always kind of interested in you know i was i was a gamer since i was a little tiny kid um i know a lot of people like to say that they started with the atari 2600 i did not i started with the fairchild channel f which came up before that uh played it so much that it stopped working damn you're old Uh, yeah yeah it was actually um it was the first game console to have programmable cartridges (laughs) so before that it was all like the 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 Radio Shack Pong machines that had the games embedded in the system. Mm-hmm. The Fairchild Channel F was the first system to actually have carts that you could plug in. Um, it was a neat little system. I mean, it, the controllers were weird. They were vertical, and they had a triangle on top that you could twist and move around like a regular joystick, but then you could also push down on it like a you know a stick on the modern consoles. Um, but the problem with that one was almost every game had to, you had to play two players. It didn't have any artificial intelligence or any like stuff that you could play against. So I'd force my dad to play all the time, which <laughs> he didn't want to do. <clears throat> I wish I still had that console, but it died. Um, but I was always in, into that stuff. And, and when we started the podcast, I started... I still had a couple of contacts. Um, like They don't even work anywhere anymore. They have their own thing. Uh, my buddy John from... Turbo Technologies um, <clears throat> has his own publisher now, the, the Johnny Turbo Arcade classics that are coming out. Um, but I talked to a couple people, and I'm an IT guy, so I kind of reverse engineered and kind of social engineered uh, some email addresses and <laughs> got a hold of a few people, uh, pissed off a couple PR people because they thought I was going around their back, which I wasn't. I just didn't know who to talk to. Um but I finally got a hold of somebody at Sony, and and they agreed to send us a review copy of uh, it was Pursuit for it was the second Pursuit Force for the PSP, and Jared actually did the uh, review for that. I think I still have it here somewhere, but that was the first review copy we ever got. And <clears throat> after that, you know, it was weird because back then podcasts they were kind of a big thing, but gaming podcasts weren't that big. Mm-hmm. So for a long time. Publishers really didn't know how to handle podcasts only because we didn't have a website. They still don't. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Yeah. I mean, I, they're a lot better nowadays, yeah. though. But, you know, they would ask you, some of the people would ask you different numbers. And I'm like, well, we don't have a website. You know, I just run it off, whatever. And so that's why we did the website. And, and the first website um, was a joke. A friend of mine, a guy I worked with, had this platform that he built, kind of like a WordPress, but it was mm-hmm. not really made for a website like we were doing. And he helped me build it, and we got it up and running. And it was he gave me free hosting because we weren't going to get any traffic. Um, yeah, but that's kind of how it became a thing. And I don't like writing; I still don't. I'm actually worse at writing now than I was before. I was I just wanted to do the audio, but we grew. Mm-hmm. But I think, to answer your question from 10 minutes ago, (laughs) sorry, I'm rambling. No, you're fine. Um, I think when it really clicked for me, there, I mean, there were a couple of stepping, stepping stones. I think getting that first review copy was a big deal for us. I was Mm -hmm. freaking out. Yeah. It's the foot in the door thing. It is. Yeah. I mean, and it's with Sony right away. It's not like some little publisher or whatever. It's fucking Sony. Um, but I think 
when it really clicked for me was when Andrew Yoon emailed me from joystick.com mm-hmm. and asked us to take over the podcast for their PlayStation site. And for people that don't know, because Joystick's not really around anymore, it's part of Engadget, but uh, AOL had a gaming site called joystick.com. And it was it was spelled J-O-Y-S-T-I-Q also, so mm-hmm. if you're looking for it. Um, but they had a, a PlayStation podcast because the website had, they called them fanboy pages for Xbox, for Nintendo, and for PlayStation. So they had PlayStation fanboy. Uh, and they started a podcast. It was, um, I think the guy's name was Raj. I don't remember. We had a Raj as well, but I think his name was Raj. Uh, and it was Jem uh, and Andrew and a couple of the other outliers that would do it. And Andrew came to me and and he said, hey, you know, you guys do a much better job. Which at the time, Mark was kind of starting with us, but it was still Jared and I. And he's like, you know, you guys do a much better job than we do. And would you like to, like, be our podcast, be our official podcast? And I was like, what? And the, I was excited, but at, the same, but at the same time, if anybody's ever seen Wayne's World uh, and how they wanted to change Wayne's World when they went onto the network under Noah's Arcade as the sponsor, mm-hmm. that popped into my mind right away. Yeah, it's the corporate mentality. They're going to tell me what to say and when to say it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I really, I mean, I put a lot of work and a lot of money into this, and um, it freaked me out because I always considered this just a hobby, and I didn't never thought it was going to be some kind of a job thing, which it never really became. But um, one of Mark's friends is a lawyer. Or he was. He went to law school and graduated and everything. He's not a lawyer anymore. But uh, So I talked to him, and I'm like, hey, they're going to drop a contract, and can you look at look this over for me and everything? He's like, yeah, sure. So I, But I, I told Joystick, and I said, listen, we'll do it, but we own all of our content. I have full editorial say-so. You guys can't tell us to do anything, or you, know, you can't tell us that we can't say something, the whole thing. So they wrote up the contract, and I sent it to my to my buddy the, to look it over, and he calls me the next day, and he said, either they're really desperate or they're really stupid to give you this contract. He says, you have everything. You have full power. I was like, all right, cool. I said, so it looks good? Yeah. I mean, it was crazy because I don't – we have this little stupid podcast, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm um, dealing with lawyers and stuff. So we signed it. Uh, Jared left the same time. Mark took over. Uh, I think that's where we really clicked. Uh, Mark and I have great chemistry. We always have, uh, just as friends. And uh, I think we really clicked. Now, did you know Mark before that? I knew Mark from the Team Fremont forums. Okay, but like, but so, not as well as you obviously became to know Mark. No, no. We met We met it in person um Gosh, was it at the Daryls or it might have just been hanging out with the Team Fremont guys? Because we went up to hang out with them a few times up in Minneapolis where they all lived. Mm-hmm. But they used to do a, an awards thing every year, like a Game of the Year awards, and they called it the Daryls. It was named after their college, uh, their college landlord, <laughs> of all things. And um, it was really fun. Uh, they did it in Madison one year, and they actually rented space from like a retirement community group or something. So it was in this building downtown Madison, and everybody brought their game systems and stuff. So, like, Dan Lucent from MGC brought, I think, a Neo Geo. 
And I brought a PlayStation 3, which a lot of people didn't have yet. It was really, really new. It was right not too far after we started the podcast even. Um, but I brought a PS3, and I remember I had the Tekken game that came out originally for the PS3. That you, and at the time, you could only get it from China. They didn't have it on any, any other PSN. It was a PSN-only title. So I created a Chinese PSN account, and I got Chinese yen PSN card or something. <laughs> no, actually, they didn't have PSN cards yeah. yet. I had to get some kind of... It was so weird how I'd do it, but the Tekken game was really badass and ran in 1080p and everything. Um, but it was fun. Like, we... We all we all had all these games to play, and they did, like, a little award ceremony, which was a lot of fun. And the Packers played that day, so, like, 9-Volt and Rock and I walked over to a bar, which is, like, this old-school bar in Madison, um, and watched the game and everything. And we walked back, and at the time, that's the first time I was supposed to meet Jared, like, in person. Mm-hmm. And I got annoyed with it with... Jared, over time, there were a few things he pulled that I wasn't very happy about. The minecart thing is one. Um, and everybody... So I was at that bar when he showed up, and he's kind of looking around for me. And they're like, oh, he's not here. And apparently, I was told later that everyone in the room was waiting for me to walk in to see if something was going to happen. And it didn't. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but that, that was kind of a weird deal. And I finally met Jared in person. And... Which was funny. I mean, we did... God, I don't know how long we did the podcast together. Probably a year. Sounds about right. But uh, the Daryls was a lot of fun. It's it's kind of a bummer we never did it again. But um, <laughs> that was a, it was almost like a little mini MGC to a certain extent. Because it was just like this little eh, decent-sized conference room. But we were all playing video games the whole night until they did their little award ceremony. And everybody got to hang out. It was a lot of fun. I, that's what I love about video games. And we could do stuff like that. That's why I like MGC so much. Yeah, definitely. So, um, did so, I answer your question? I don't even remember yeah, the question. No, you're I'm good. Sorry. I'm just, I'm just trying to get, the, I'm just trying to get your mind moving. Sometimes it takes a little bit I, of effort. So, I mean, I, how long has it been since I've done this? Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm just happy you knew how to turn the microphone on. Still. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, is this on? Is this thing on? <laughs> so, like, you know, you did the first year, and then, then you brought Mark on, like, and then yeah. as the podcast uh, of, you know rolled through and you guys were starting to do things like in like kind of this like how much did social media play a factor into that like how did you know like <laughs> when, when did you realize that people were actually listening to it and interacting with you i mean i'm sure like the forums were the early forms of social media we had the damn good question and i don't know if i have the answer uh we had our own forums on that sh- first shitty website and they were awful uh they barely worked um so i wouldn't say it was then i think it we started getting some some attention on Team Fremont's forums. And then when I think we launched with Joystick, that's when it blew up. I mean, it, it literally blew up. Like, we went, f- I would say our first week listenership went up tenfold at least. I don't even know the numbers anymore. But, I mean, it exploded. And Mark and I, honestly, we were kind of freaked out. Because we weren't doing the show every week with the joystick guys. We did it most weeks, but mm-hmm. they, always, they always had an excuse. You could tell that nobody really gave a shit except for Andrew. And and Jem was really good about it, too. But So there were supposed to be joystick people on the show with you? Yeah. Okay. But that didn't really happen all the time. Okay. But it was cool. Like, uh, Andrew was talking. Oh, what's his name? Mark from, uh, uh, um, oh, Jesus. Who's, who did Little Big Planet and Meeting Molecule? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the founders, Mark, uh, I can't think of his name right now. He did that that kung fu game too. But 
um, Andrew was interviewing him for for Joystick, and he ended up doing an, an audio interview as well. So all of a sudden, we started getting these cool interviews uh, from their exposure, and and really that opened so many doors for us. I mean, our first our first guest ever, and it was when uh, Jared was still on the show, was David Jaffe, mm-hmm. and it was a legendary interview. I actually remastered it kind of because I didn't know what I was doing with audio back then. <clears throat> so I actually remastered it and and uh, put it on a later. I, I put it on the feed later on, like years ago, a few years ago. Um, but we had David Jaffe on. It was funny because then Phil Kohler, who went on to work at like One Up, and he was at Polygon for a long time. But Phil Kohler and I were really good friends from the Team Fremont days. Uh, he used to do Evil Avatar Radio, which Evil Avatar was a long, long running. I don't even know if it's around anywhere. I'm sure it is, but they did a lot of, uh, I think like Doom and Quake stuff originally, and and then it kind of evolved from there but he did evil avatar radio live uh up from up in minneapolis actually he was at at university up there and he got to use their radio studio so he and i became really good friends and i was talking to him like i think the day before we were supposed to interview david jaffe and um i was like hey do you want to do this with us because you may have better questions than me (laughs) because i i can be conversational but sometimes i just don't have a question um like a regular interview question. Right. Yeah. So, those are hard. So. Yeah. And it was funny because Jared showed up late. <laughs> We're all waiting for him. Our first guest ever. And so I got really pissed off and it, it was an interesting day, but that interview is actually really famous with the people that have been listening to this podcast forever because at one point, well, I may have to get you that file and we'll put it up on the feed again. Yeah. At one point at the, at the end, Jared, I might have to do the voice too, but Jared goes, uh, you know, say say something to make us famous because Jaffe always has this knack for, you know, saying something that is outrageous and gets people's attention. And all David's response was, I'm not your monkey, bitch. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and the funny thing is then, then he called me later on and he's like, hey, man, I'm really sorry. I'm like, no, that was perfect. Yeah. I mean, that was the first time we ever had an interview and it, sh- it ended up like it was hilarious. I mean, I, to this day, I still give him shit for that one. But, um, yeah, I mean, I haven't talked to Jared in year Actually, since he left the podcast, I haven't talked to him. Mm-hmm. I just remember, there. Were, I mean, there were days that, like, he was delivering pizzas and he, uh, he would always have stories about that. I'm like, nobody gives a shit about your pizza days man <laughs> but he would show up later he wouldn't show up and i'm like this was your idea you know you might want to get more involved and yeah but i mean it, it lasted for a decent while with him and mark mark it's interesting because we never uh we never like had a talk about we should we're not gonna miss any weeks we just mm-hmm. did it right because with mark and i i mean we like each other enough even though he won't admit it but we like each other enough that it was just us hanging out I mean, he hated having, like, uh, a set agenda. You could tell. He just wanted to sit down and bullshit, mm-hmm. be it about the Sega Genesis or the Saturn or the Dreamcast or whatever. Um, but that's the way he is to this day. I mean, oh, yeah. he and yep. I tech support. <laughs> it's the same thing, you know. And um, when I went down for the Foo Fighters show, we hung out. And same thing. It's always been the same thing with he and I. So uh, I think that's why it worked with us, because we genuinely, genuinely like each other and... Uh, we had very similar interests to a certain extent, but at the same time, he's the Sega boy. I'm the Nintendo guy or whatever, the TurboGrafx guy, but he likes TurboGrafx too. Mm-hmm. But it was that retro gaming thing that really was the foundation for he and I. And then, oh yeah, we should talk about PlayStation too. <laughs> 
So, um, when, I guess, like for, I, these, these are things that I'm even wondering about too that I've never even asked you. And you, you and I talk all the time. Um, when did the, like, the first email come through of, like, of co- for you guys to cover something that you're like, holy shit? <laughs> wow. Um, damn, that's a good question. Or event, like the, the, the thing that you, you know, cause I know that you've talked about your, um, going down to like Texas for, um, that was special. Starcraft, was, right? It, yeah. No, for Starhawk. Starhawk, okay. Well, I'll lead into that because <clears throat> I think the first time that we actually got accepted into E3 right away was big. I mean, we didn't get denied. Uh, we can kind of found out later that that was the, the about the two or three year period that E3 was just opening the doors <laughs> wide open to everybody. That seems to be the case for everybody though. Like when something happens, yeah. like once you get in there once, like it's you yeah. know, you're on a list. Oh, I don't know, because we've I've fought with E three for a few years. Every yeah. year, it's always something. But uh, that first year that we got to go to E three, and we got appointments, you know, and our first appointment we ever got was for Shatter, which uh, one of our listeners um, said something on on uh, Reset Era about it, which is the new Neo Gaff, way better uh, <laughs> about Shatter, and like, oh, you guys should bring Shatter to PS four. And and the funny thing is, uh, Sheed, who's who's the developer out of New Zealand. Uh, they're not even developers anymore. They're just publishers. And Mario, uh, one of the founders, saw it. And Mario is actually who our appointment was with, which is crazy. I just went down memory lane the other day about this. Um, Mario saw that thing on re- on Reset Era because everybody was like, "Oh yeah, that great, that game's awesome, that game's awesome." And it sounds like they're going to bring it to PS4, which is amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> that was our first appointment that we got. Um, Martin was with us, so Martin Waterfield, our, our buddy from Japan, Martin. He uh, stayed with us that week, and he rode around with us, but um, he puts a lot of content on Gamerside, it's called, which I don't even know if Gamerside exists anymore, but uh, Gamerside was really well known for having like gameplay video that was uncompressed or like really nice. Like you could download these humongous gigabyte-sized files so you could watch game videos without them being so shitty on YouTube because at the time, <clears throat> streaming wasn't really a thing. You know, Justin TV was just kind of around, or, or Ustream was another one. Mm-hmm. They were just kind of around, but they sucked. I mean, it was we didn't have capture equipment. Like my first Extra Life, I did with a webcam. I was playing Little Big Planet, and I was like turning the webcam on the screen <laughs> to show the game. It was stuff like that. Um, so back then, you know, YouTube was not a good place to put put video game um, footage at all. Uh, so Gamers Eye was was really cool. Like you could upload your videos to that and so martin had his camera with him and i said you know if you're in an appointment for us we have to be able to use that footage if we want that was the deal and uh one of them was shatter and we didn't have the soundtrack at the time and they told us about the soundtrack they get they let us listen to it in an an mp3 player but it wasn't in the game yet and i was like holy shit this soundtrack's awesome you know and I started telling everybody at E3, like Shane Bettenhausen and Phil Kohler and all these people that I kind of knew, but not really knew. knew I, I knew Phil, but I didn't really know as a friend a lot of these people, but I knew him well enough. So mm-hmm. I talked to him during that week, and I'm like, dude, you got to go check this out. And it was funny, and you'll know where this is, Dave, but there's two halls at McCormick – or not McCormick, Jesus, that shit <laughs> There's two halls at the LA Convention Center. There's a South Hall and a West Hall. And there's this huge long walkway that connects them. <clears throat> at the corner, when you take the right turn to go from West Hall to South Hall, 
there's this they for a long time it was an art museum basically it was a video game art museum that they would set up for E3 they've had other stuff in there since then but um so that's where they said to meet him and we're like okay you know and, and again this is our first E3 I'd been to CESs, but I didn't have that many appointments. You know, I, I was at the TurboGrafx booth a lot because I was testing for them or whatnot. But, you know, we're walking around. And we're like, how the fuck do we find these people? We're walking around everywhere. We don't see the game anywhere. I had one screenshot. I'm like, oh, I don't know what the hell we're supposed to do. So I called the guy up, the PR guy. And I'm like, uh, yeah, we're we're here. Where are you? Finally found them. And the screen they were on was this little tiny, like, 13-inch TV screen or, like, an LCD or whatever. I mean, we never would have found it. And it was right. right in the middle of this art gallery. But I was proud of that. I was proud that we kind of helped in our little way get some exposure for that game because it did. It blew up. And, and it was very critically well-liked. And um, even though the Team Fremont guys hated the soundtrack because they're music snobs, um, you know, it remained one of my favorite games for a long time. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's... I don't know. I forgot what the question is now. No, you're fine. So, like, like as you were moving on and realizing that you were these people wanted you to see their stuff and like they knew oh. who PS Nation was, and then yeah. how did that lead into you going to Texas? Oh yeah, so uh, that's what I was going to do is lead yeah. into that. It's so that's what a host is supposed e- to do. You taught me. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. <laughs> at that E3, Mark and I. Well, so I had been talking to Dylan Joe before and i think it was kind of right when i got on twitter or whatever and i i talked to dylan joe about warhawk because i i genuinely love that game you know and yeah i hadn't noticed (laughs) (laughs) um and they they were gonna break off because they were a sony studio in salt lake city and they were gonna break off and start a new studio in austin texas uh called lightbox interactive i think it was sounds about right and I don't know what it was, but he wanted me to apply for a producer job. And I was like, what? Like, really? Yeah, yeah, you should apply for it. So I sent him a resume, but it was all my IT stuff. And Mark and I were at LAX waiting to catch our flight back from our first E3, and my phone rings. And it's someone from from the studio, and they said, you know, we want to bring you out for an interview in Salt Lake City. We're going to fly you out and all this stuff. I'm like, what? And Mark didn't know at the time either. I'm, I'm standing out in the hallway at LAX out in the concourse, you know, and I'm like, uh, okay. And I'm like, I don't have a calendar in front of me, but we'll figure something out. So I went back and we were actually eating lunch. We were in like this little restaurant in LAX and I told Mark, I'm like, dude, I got an interview. So this is, I don't even know what year anymore. <clears throat> um, cut to me flying to Salt Lake City and going to the studio and ultra secretive i couldn't take any pictures there even to show later like even five years later i couldn't take any pictures at all and i get there and dylan made me sign this big ass nda i'm like yeah i know i've signed ndas i get it and they showed me a prototype for what was going to become starhawk and one of the crazy things was this is after little big planet blew up i think mod nation racers might have been in the works by then but at the at the time, the plan for Starhawk was to be um, what do they call that? Like play and share or share and play or whatever it was. Create share player. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, that was the idea for Starhawk that you were going to be able to create your own planet. Mm-hmm. 
and upload it like in Little Big Planet. And they showed me the meshes, they showed me the tools, they showed me and I mean that was the funny part about it is that I knew about that game officially, like two years before they unveiled it. So everybody kind of knew something was going on. So the invite for Austin, Texas comes in and uh, like they, I think they had, somebody had trademarked the name Starhawk and they had registered the domain name already or something like that. Mm -hmm. So everybody kind of knew what was going on. So I fly down to Austin and it's at the Alamo draft house on six, sixth Ave or sixth street in Austin. Um, which it was also Cinco de Mayo <laughs> and in Austin, Texas on sixth for Cinco de Mayo. It's a crazy party. Like they block off the streets, everything, which I didn't know anything about. So I go over to the, uh, to the theater and actually our, our writer Ray lives there. So I got him in as well. And Alamo Draft House, if you don't know, if people don't know, it's a movie theater that started down there a long time ago. And you see more of this nowadays, and there's actually Alamo Draft Houses. All, there's one in Kansas City, I guess, now. Um, but it was you could sit down, and you could actually have a meal in the theater. Uh, and, and it was more art house stuff, too. So if you really wanted to see like kind of an art house film, a lot of times they would have it. But they retrofit some stuff, and they actually had a bunch of screens set up, and we were going to be able to play Starhawk. This is how they were unveiling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody had seen the gameplay before, nothing. And nobody knew about the mechs. I didn't know about the mechs. So they show us this big presentation, and I'm blown away because this is the first time seeing it. And I was like, holy shit, this looks awesome, you know? And they've got me all over the trailer. <laughs> i got to find that trailer. <laughs> they did it... They, they did a trailer for it, and they filmed a bunch of people that were at the at the event. And I think I meant it like two or three times, just like, that's fucking mechs or whatever, you know? And I'm like, oh, my God. And it was funny because at, at one point when we were playing it, Dylan Job came over to me, and he kind of leaned over. I think Ray was sitting next to me, and he, he said, hey, it's, I'm so glad you made it and everything. I go, I looked up at him. I go, see, I can keep a secret. <laughs> Because the, re- the reason that I was given that I didn't get the job, thank God, because that studio didn't last very long, uh, <laughs> was that he was afraid that I would let it slip somehow because I know so many people in the industry. And there were people at Sony that didn't even know anything about Starhawk, mm-hmm. apparently. So he was worried about that. And I got it. And I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't hold any ill will toward that. I mean, it was really cool that they even thought of me. Um. Unfortunately, that Starhawk just wasn't marketed well enough. It, it, Sony really gave up on it quick, and uh, it just didn't go anywhere. And it's a fun game. I still think it's a good game. Mm-hmm. But that build and battle system they built, you know, a lot of people didn't like the idea. They would just they just wanted Warhawk too. Unfortunately, and, and they were trying to innovate, and, and they still do. <laughs> yeah, well, we still do want a even a Warhawk remaster. That'd be great. But I mean, you know, I think that was the that might be the first event I ever went to too. Now that I think of it. Like an actual Sony event. Yeah. I think that might have been the first one I went to. But it was a whirlwind weekend. I mean, you know, I'm hanging out with Ray and, and his now wife, Ossie. And um, my room wasn't too far away from the place. But, you know, I kind of hoofed it when I went over there and crossed the river and all that. But that was, I mean, that still really holds a lot of special meaning to me. That we got to go to that. And it was it was one of the first times that I ever felt like... I was kind of part of something a little bit. Like we weren't just a couple of schlubs with micro- microphones that we're farting into. Mm-hmm. Like 
the game director recognized me and came over to talk to me and it was a big deal to me at the time, you know, and, and I still talk to Dylan to this day. I don't, not a lot, but I still talk to him. And, and that's what I love a lot about this is that, cause I, I kind of lived that life a little bit when I was game testing back in the 16 bit days, a little bit. It's not like I knew game directors or whatever, but I knew people, I knew a lot of PR people or whatnot, public and, and producers, but it was kind of cool to kind of be back in that, in that fringe, I guess. But that was that was a really cool week or weekend. That, that was, I mean, and then afterwards, oh man, I can probably tell the story now. Afterwards, um, they had rented the top floor of this pool hall called Buffalo something or other. Really old old school place. And I was amazed because I got there and like I didn't know that they had the upstairs or anything yet, so I just went up to order a drink and I got a double something and it was like four bucks I'm like what i go this is wisconsin prices and i was just blown away and then they said go upstairs and they had the whole upstairs with i think they had a dj up there and um ray gutierrez worked for sony at the time and he and i've always been really friendly we, you know we're, we're pretty good friends and he just starts like pouring tequila shots down my throat <laughs> um but then i remember i <laughs> I go outside on this balcony to look over the, the, the Cinco de Mayo party going on. It was nuts. <clears throat> and I'm up there with two of the PR guys, and Ray was out there with me, and there was somebody else. And all of a sudden, somebody came out and said, we have a problem. And I don't think the guy knew I was sitting there at the time, and he's like, we have a problem. Somebody from, I won't say the site, but somebody from this site, a big site, not IGN, um, <laughs> tweeted, I'm at the Starhawk reveal. Now, again, everybody pretty much knew what was going on, but it wasn't ever made official like it's going to be Starhawk. And and he didn't say anything about it because I think it was before they revealed the game. But he just tweeted like, oh, yeah, we're at the Starhawk reveal. So <laughs> everybody's like, where's Dylan? Because that was Dylan's number one thing, secrecy, and making sure that nobody knew. And, I mean, he was very, very strict about it. And they're like, where's Dylan? Where's Dylan? And all of a sudden, Dylan Job like, blasts through the door. He's like, did you just see this bullshit? And they're like, we're on it. We're, it's, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, it, and I'm just sitting there watching this whole thing, like, come about and, I looked at Ray and I'm like, I think we should go inside now. Ray Gutierrez, I'm like, I think we should go inside now. So we just went and had a yeah, few more I mean, drink. Yeah, I mean, like for me, like the like just the perspective of people. There's events that we go to that, like even like uh, like when we're planning something like a week or a month in advance, like when emails and stuff like that. You're, they're like, you can't even, you know, don't acknowledge <laughs> that you're. The couple times I've been to Seattle, they're like, please don't even social media that you're going to Seattle. You know, like yeah. So because it's like, why else would you know Dave be going to Bungie Studios? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why would you be going to Seattle at all? Yeah. Destiny Dave's in Seattle. I wonder what's going on. Yeah. Or even you know, so certain you know, like Ubisoft has been pretty good. But I mean, like if if you go to San Francisco or L.A., it yeah. could be like a hundred things. You know, like yeah. Yeah. So. Well, L.A. a little bit less, but yeah. Yeah. But, and, and yeah, it's it's funny because we always try to play by the rules, and I get really pissy about it because. You know, eventually somebody breaks that rule mm -hmm. and they post like a picture from the airport or whatever. And you're like, are you serious? Um, yeah, I mean, that's why I'm really I was always really careful about even like introducing people to PR 
because I don't know if I can trust that person or not, or, you know, I don't know how they handle their business. Oh, you're still careful with it now. Like a couple times when I've tweeted pictures and you know, I'll get a text message from you like, Hey, are you allowed to do that? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not IGN. We're not yeah. GameSpot. We're, you know, we're a little guy and I, I freak out about it. And, yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's, I'm just yeah. giving, you know, it's valid, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, I mean, that was really cool. I mean, that one really sticks out. And the Santa Monica one was really sticks out where they were really, they sh- showed us a lot of PS4 stuff for the first time. So I got to see the Order 1886 for the first time. And it was the very first time I ever saw MLB the show on PS4. And uh, that was a really cool trip. Um, it was, and I did the, uh, I did a video, video interview with, um, oh, I'm forgetting his name right now, uh, the creative director of Infamous. Um, because they showed the infamous for the PS4 there and, right, and, and second son, yeah, yeah, and uh, that interview that did pretty well on YouTube actually. But again, you you're a one man show going to these things. Is yeah. When I was going to them, and I'm I'm literally hauling a full size suitcase full of equipment because you just never know what you you never know what you're going to be able to do. You never know what you're going to be able to who you're going to talk to. You never know any of that stuff. So here I'm loading the video yeah. camera and I'm loading the regular <laughs> camera. I'm loading, I have a smaller mixer, so I'd load that in with some microphones before I had the portable stuff. And I, I like this 80 pound, or actually it was over 100 pounds one trip. I remember that specifically. They wanted to charge me extra because it was over 100 pounds because I had so much equipment in there. Even yeah. the PS4 launch event. Yeah. I mean, P- I had so much crap. Yeah, a PR handler took my backpack this year at E3. And he's like, I can oh. take that. And I was like, I got it. And they're like, no, let's put it over here. And he took it off my back. And he was like, yeah. what the? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we don't have cart monkeys like a lot of the bigger sites. You know, the, uh, the, the Giant Bomb and IGN, they all have these humongous carts with, you know, lighting equipment and all this other crap. We don't have any of that. Well, I was supposed to be that, that first E3 I went to. You're like, hey, that's that right. second, the second half of the week, you're just going to be my camera guy. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And yeah. then we get the first interview and you're like, okay, you're going to do this. I'm camera. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that was the Destiny one. Yeah, yeah that was, was your camera. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, uh. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It, it was always interesting because we were always playing it by ear to a certain extent. I mean, you learn things over the years at E3s especially, but. You're just always playing it by ear. And I think part of that is because I don't... I try to ask questions, but at the same time, even now, what, 11 years later, <laughs> I don't feel like we belong and or that we deserve to be there or something. I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. I just try not to rock the boat, which is hilarious because in my career, that's all I do is rock the boat. <laughs> but um, I guess I give a shit about this too much. I don't know. So, yeah... Um... Talk a little bit more, like, because I know that that was like, and actually, I just saw you post the memory on Facebook, so that kind of is why it reminded me. But talk about that PS4 reveal, like, or the or the launch event. So, like, I know that first of all that you had just gotten home because it was right after Extra Life, yeah. And then you guys had just found out that you got a debug, which like shocked the hell out of you. Which we weren't supposed to tell anybody, which is hilarious, right? Yeah, it was a weird couple of weeks because I was also trying to get Josh in because he lives there, you know, and it was right across the river. And they were being really strict about people that got in. Uh, and you actually had three different credentials there. You had a dog tag. Well, so I'll go through the whole thing. So, yeah, it, to this day, that's still one of the coolest things ever. And it was crazy to be there alone. It really, honestly, it kind of sucked to be there alone, but I enjoyed the hell out of it at the same time. Um, they took over an entire hotel down in the meatpacking district in New York City. And uh, 
I never left the place. They, I, I, I took a cab in, I checked in, and I was there the entire time. The only time I left the building was to go next door to the German beer hall that was on the hotel, but you had to go outside to get to it. And that's not uncommon for any event that you stay overnight no. at. Usually, like, because a couple places I've been to that I've stayed overnight, it's like, okay, you don't need to leave this building. And I was yeah. like, okay. <laughs> well, this was actually, like, I think it was three or four days. Yeah, you were there a while, I but, remember. But that's the thing, like, so I'm at Josh's for Extra Life. When I'm at Extra Life, I get an email saying, sign this paperwork, and it was for the debug that we have, so we have preview code all the time. So that's how we were able to show... Um, the Zen pinball tables first all the time, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Uh, the onrush preview I just put up. Right. Um, so they say, and and the thing was, I was trying to get one forever. Like I was just begging the hardware PR people, like you know, please can we get one? Please can we get one? And then I got a hold of the boss, who I've always been really friendly with, and because I always kind of thought that the PR person I was talking to didn't really like me very much for for whatever reason, which I don't know, whatever. And I got a hold of the boss, and he's like, you don't have one? I'm like, no. So they sent us a PS3 one. And then the PS4 debugs, I didn't even, like, say anything. And all of a sudden, they emailed us and said, hey, you're getting it. And I was at Josh's house. I was freaking out. Freaking out. Uh, that we were going to have that opportunity. Because that was a big deal. I mean, that, it, to this day, it's still a big deal to have it. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion. And, and you know, I, I was just buzzing so <clears throat> i filled the paperwork email it back <clears throat> I, have a, I don't remember how long the drive was like 20 hours or something like that yeah i mean i think we had breakfast uh, either on your way there or on the way back i don't remember uh on the way there i think on the yeah. way back i no, on the way back i was you like on a straight mission. through yeah because it was well, waiting no, it was waiting for you well that was the thing i kind of i thought it was but they didn't give me an exact date or anything and they said well it might be your might be delivered i'm like oh, okay so I drive all the way back, I get home, and I'm exhausted, and there's a box on my back steps, and here it's a PlayStation 4 debug. Not only is it just the debug, but it's preloaded with every launch game. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty much every launch game. There were a couple that weren't on there. Um, pretty much every first, first, essential first-party launch games, yeah. All the first-party stuff was on yeah. there, so Killzone, yeah. Knack, uh, Resogun was on there, mm-hmm. um, but like, and then, but Assassin's Creed wasn't on there, and I think no, they sent me Battlefield Four as well mm-hmm. to play the campaign. <laughs> so on the hard drive is all this stuff. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. What do I do first? And I'm here alone, you know. And I'm sure everybody's out there like, oh, that sounds like it sucks. <laughs> kind of does though, because yeah, it's hard. I have all these games to get through before launch and try to review as many as I could, which I didn't get through them all. And a job. But, <laughs> you know. And a job. Yeah. Which. I had to be at work the next morning. Right. So I had just driven however many hours, and there's a PlayStation 4 at my house weeks before it's released. Full of games. So, and this is, before, this is before he went to New York, everybody. Like yeah, his, this is so before... He goes, he goes to Extra Life, and he comes home from Extra Life. He yeah. has to play all these games, and then he has to go... Not has to, but he he's invited to the launch event, which yeah. is... Like which I think took place like three days before the console dropped, right? It was like a Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday thing, and I think the console came out like on a Friday or something. I think I think it ended. See, I didn't stay for the whole event because mm-hmm. they did this event with Jeff Keeley and some other people outside the hotel. Yeah, yeah, because that's when um, they announced like Uncharted and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't stay for that. I left a little early, but um, 
Yeah, well, I'll, I'll get to that too because that's another funny story. But um, so you know, I get home after this long ass drive, and I got to work the next morning because my job sucked. And I'm like, well, I'll do what any responsible adult would do. I'm going to stay up all night and play video games. <laughs> and I did. I I, uh, I decided right away I'm going to play Knack first because if I play Killzone, I'm not going to get to anything else. You know. <laughs> so I decided I'm going to play Knack first. And I played all the way through it. Not that night, but uh, Knack is the first PlayStation 4 game I ever finished. And it's the first PlayStation 4 game I ever played at home. Um, and he still bitches about not having credit for the trophies for it. Yeah, I don't get any trophies and... <laughs> My save game is gone too, so because yeah. I was going to go back and play it for some, when NAC two was coming out, yeah. and I didn't have because cloud saves didn't happen or anything, so I didn't have any of that stuff, and it wasn't on the debug anymore for some reason. Or no, it was, but it wouldn't transfer. Yeah, that was the thing. So a week later, or whatever, I was really close. It was like days later. I'm flying out of Milwaukee to go to New York City. My, I think it was my that was my no my second time in play in New York City because first time was the PS4 reveal. Which was another trippy thing, but um, so I fly out there. I go to this thing, and so the deal was, you had to sit through training with one of the PlayStation hardware people to learn the UI because they were afraid, and rightfully so. Which, they were afraid, but that, you had already been messing with it. <laughs> sure, but they were afraid that these game writers, or whoever, were showing up wouldn't take the time to learn how to get around the PlayStation 4, and then they would write about how shitty it was. That That's kind of how I took it. <clears throat> because they made you sit down, uh, which I actually sat down with uh, with Grace, and she she showed it. And I looked at her, I go, or she looked at me, she goes, why do you have to sit through this? You already have one, don't you? I'm like, yeah. And she just said, all right. And it was me and Andrew Ewan, actually. We were the very first ones to get this training. Uh, because they had one, too. So they would give you a dog tag, which I still have. It's a little PlayStation dog tag. That told everybody that when you went from... So everybody could be on the ground floor. And you could be on the floor with your room. But what they had done on, I think it was three floors, they took all the rooms on three floors, moved all the furniture out, and put PS4s and games and TVs in every one of them. So every room was for a different game. And they had little little banners out in the hallway. I would tell you what room. But the thing is... You couldn't pick and choose where to go. You had a PlayStation PR manager assigned to you. And they were supposed to walk you around to every one of them and coordinate your times. I mean, it's really a well-oiled machine. But I had to wreck it. <laughs> Not really. Um, my PR manager looked at me after I got done with the little training thing. And she goes, uh, well you've had this for weeks. She goes, go wherever you want. <laughs> so I literally just had the run of the building. I was one of the only few, there were about four people apparently that had that, that run. And it was crazy because one of the first games I went to look at was battlefield four and the EA PR manager. I started talking to him cause they were working, they were working with somebody else on the game. <clears throat> and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. I already got through this campaign. And he's like, what? And he goes, wait, where are you from? And I told him PS Nation. He goes, oh, you guys got a debug, didn't you? I said, how do you know that? And he goes, oh, we have a list. <laughs> <laughs> so you let me sneak at the list and see how many you know outlets got it. Not very many. I was shocked. Shocked. There's no way that we should have had one, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Saw these other, other outlets. And it was really humbling. Um, I hung out a lot with the Octodad guys, Crazy Horses. I hung out a lot with those guys. 
Young horses, young horses. Young horse, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hung out with them so much that when I was leaving, I actually left one of my bags in their in their room, and they called me. They're like, "You know that you left a bag up here?" Like, what? And I had to run back up and get, get all my shit. Um, but it was weird because because I didn't have a PR person with me, I didn't know that I was supposed to go up to the restaurant at the top of the hotel to get something. So I went up there to eat. And then I don't remember who it was, but somebody that I knew said, did you get your, your present yet? And I'm like, present? I said, yeah, go over to that table at, at, up in the restaurant and they have a present for everybody. I'm like, what? Because the PR person was supposed to tell me that, but I mm-hmm. didn't walk around with the PR person. Right. So I go, another PR manager that I know, and I'm like, hey, what's up? And they're like, hey. And I said, I'm supposed to come over here for some present? And she goes, you didn't get it yet? I'm like, no. I said, I didn't know about it. She said, well, who who didn't tell you? And I told her, and she laughed. And I said, but she told me I could just go wherever I want. So I haven't had somebody on my heels the whole time, and they laughed again. <clears throat> and so she goes, give me a minute. So she walks over, and she has these, you know, kind of the the cloth grocery bags that you see nowadays. Mm-hmm. She starts putting shit in, putting shit in, and I can kind of see what's going on, but not really. And they filled, like, three bags. What the hell is going on here? So she brings all this stuff over to me, and the first one has a uh, a PlayStation, a gray PlayStation hoodie, which I still have, and I wore today actually. Um, a PlayStation vest, like you know, like Marty McFly wears, mm-hmm. the winter vest, the bubble vest. <laughs> yeah, a PlayStation uh, snow- snowmobile cap, and then I go to the next one, and there's a PlayStation Four in there. Like what? And I had one pre-ordered. I, I bought one from Amazon. I still have it. That's actually what's at my parents' house now. That's what Mark borrowed for a long time. So it's a PlayStation 4, and she takes it out, and she says, what do you want on here? I'm like, what are you talking about? She says, oh, we're going to engrave your name on it. I'm like, what? I said, well, let's put my PSN name on there. And so it, I still have that PS4. It says Torgo on it, uh, which it, it's still one of my most prized possessions, honestly. It was just the coolest thing. And then the other picture was they gave me every launch title, a camera, another controller. I'm like, what the shit? Um, And so the funniest side of that was, you know, I've got that huge 50 or probably 80 pound suitcase, mostly full of equipment and maybe one change of clothes. And now all of a sudden I have these three humongous bags to take with me as well. And I only have one good arm. So I'm kind of freaking out. I'm like, how am I going to get this thing on the plane? It's before this PS4 is even out. Do I really want to take this through like security and everything? I'm not checking it. Because <laughs> something will happen, you know. And I'm, I'm, I was literally freaking out. So I go up to the front desk and I said, hey, you guys have shipping services, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, I need to ship this back to my house, like via FedEx or whatever. And I'm they're getting the paperwork out. And one of the PR, actually one of the head PR managers from Sony, she's like, what are you doing? I said, I don't think I can get all this on the plane. I'm like, I'm going to ship this back home. She goes, you can't ship that. I'm like, what do you mean? She says, that console hasn't shipped yet officially. You can't ship it anywhere. And it took me about 30 seconds. Like, what are you talking about? She's like, it hasn't shipped to stores yet. We can't, you can't ship it. (laughs) (laughs) What? So, I mean, at the, you know. Makes you wonder how they got it there. 
Well, <laughs> yeah. but it's their system, so they can do what they want. All right. But I mean, it was it was pretty funny, you know. And I'm like, all right. And they put me on a well. They changed my flight when I got there. They put me on an earlier flight, which they didn't need to do, because my connecting flight was going to be the same no matter what. So I'm like, so I'm just going to sit in Chicago longer. Yeehaw. Um. So they put me on this flight. The plane was weird. Like the guy I sat next to was a road warrior. Like he, you could tell he travels a shitload. And I got on the plane late, later than normal. So I had to, I just stashed the PS4 in a bin, but it was way behind me, like rows and rows behind me. So I'm freaking out. I'm like, someone's going to steal this thing. And I, I tried to put it in a bag and I covered it up. I put, I put pictures up. I was taking that vest and that hoodie and like wrapping it so nobody would know what it was. I'm sure I was being paranoid, but hey, it's my new PS4, damn it. Um, but I sit down in the, in the seat in that plane and it was like you and a Yugo, Dave. <laughs> they didn't have the seat back or nothing and my knees were shoved into the back of the seat. Like <laughs> the guy looks at me and I look at him like, this isn't normal, is it? He goes, I've never sat on a plane like this. I said, this is crazy. So I'm looking back behind me the whole flight. Just kept looking back, making sure nobody's fucking with anything. Like I hear a, a bin open. I'm like, huh? huh? <laughs> making sure nobody steals it. So get to Chicago and I had like a five hour layover. Ugh. Yeah, it was awful. But Just I'm in turmoil. Driven yeah. home. <laughs> I thought about it, but yeah. So. And I think that's when I was, I think I flew out of Madison then too. So I, uh, it is when I flew out of Madison because there's another funny aside. This trip was full of asides. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I had it in the bin, so I had it with me. I had the PlayStation for me. So I go down to Terminal C where my flight was supposed to leave from because that was the other thing. They didn't even have the info for where my flight was going to leave from, like what gate. So I just went down to Terminal C, which it was late at night. I mean, it was a desert. It, it was just empty. So I'm like, well, maybe I'll shoot an unboxing video or something with my cell phone. <laughs> so I'm an idiot. So I shoot an unboxing video. I don't have a charger with my phone, but I'm like, oh, this should upload. I have 4G. I sit in the terminal, and I'm uploading this video to YouTube. Funny enough, it went to my personal account instead of the PS Nation account originally. But I'm just like, I'm playing battery roulette at that point. Like, oh, come on, upload. Come on, upload. Do it, do it, do it. Uploaded, like, right before I had to go find my gate. So it's still up there on our YouTube channel because I put it on ours now. <laughs> but there's a YouTube, like, a, a stupid unboxing video of me trying to hold the phone and trying the, to hold The one-handed unboxing. <laughs> well, with, with a bad hand, too. Yeah. The hand has no feeling. Um, but then I got, so I got back to Madison. It was Madison. I got back to Madison and I started getting all these messages on Twitter and everything like, hey, what's going on with Jeff Rubenstein? Who wasn't with Sony anymore? Mm-hmm. And that's when it got announced that Jeff Rubenstein was going to go work at Xbox. Mm-hmm. Now, I knew about this a while back. Um, but why did my Google Home just pop up? Anyway, I knew about it, so I, I just didn't know it was going to be announced then. But everybody's like freaking out. Like, he's a traitor, he's a traitor. I'm like, you know what? Without Jeff Rubenstein, PS Nation never would have been what it, what it became. And he, it wouldn't. He helped us in so many ways. And well, I said, and, and Rubenstein left Sony for a different, completely different adventure, and that failed. And that's when he went back into gaming. Well, it didn't fail. He went to work for Tapjoy, which uh, is like mobile gaming and everything. He went with a couple of Sony execs that left. Um, but then Major Nelson offered him the job, and I don't blame him. I mean, he seems to be doing well there, and I still talk to Jeff all the time. And 
Um, but that was crazy. I got off the plane and I'm I get in my vehicle and I'm just tired as hell. Also, my phone just starts blowing up. Yeah, and that's what it was. It was like Twitter, it was Facebook, it was email. All these people like, did you hear about Rubenstein? I'm like, yeah. What about it? <laughs> and yeah, so and then I had an hour and a half drive home. God, <laughs> idiot. But that, I mean, you know, it, it's still something that I don't quite comprehend sometimes that we get these opportunities, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're not, we're not a big site. We're not a corporate site. We don't, we're not owned by anybody. Unless somebody wants to buy us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like when I send, like I'll send Glenn pictures of things that I'm at, you know, cause I'm with my schedule. I've been able to travel a little bit more than on some of the other people. So I've been fortunate enough that I, you know, like I'm fortunate that I get to go do these, but at the same time, Glenn's always very appreciative of that. I'm willing to do them. Um, yeah. you know, and I send him a picture of something and he's like, really, there's only like, how many people are there? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, like 40. And he's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, it always surprises me. I mean, even extra life this year, Ubisoft, my God. Yeah. I mean, Them extra especially, life, like, Ubisoft Ubisoft. Just, like just Ubisoft's the... been amazing to us for yeah. years yeah. and they're a humongous company. Why the hell do they even give a shit about us? That that's what runs through my mind. Mm hmm. Um, and they've been amazing to us and I, I can't, and they, and they still it. have been, they were last E3 yeah. and everything as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I mean, extra life this year, they sent us over 600 physical games. <laughs> now I know it was probably them clearing out a warehouse, but Hey, 600 raffle prizes. Uh, you kidding me? Right. Now I have to ship all those, but <laughs> <laughs> you want to just tell people the status of that while you're talking about <laughs> Uh, I I was waiting because Josh was doing his second half last yeah. weekend. Because uh, those, saw, those uh, questions are coming, and I'm directing them right to your Twitter. Oh, that's fine. Oh, they've already come in. But um, like somebody already sent me their their donor info because anybody that was on our team, obviously, right. your, your donors are eligible for the raffle. I'm gonna send an email to the to the team members probably tomorrow. Actually, uh, today is the 18th, November 18th. I've just been away. I've been out of town. So yeah, um, and it's Thanksgiving here too this week. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't have a laptop that works right now. My MacBook Pro died, so I don't have a laptop. Uh, but I'm going to email the, the group and to say, you know, I was holding off because of Josh, and there were a couple other reasons it was holding off. Um, but yeah, we'll get all the donor info. And the worst part of this entire process, besides the shipping, is putting the raffle together, like putting all the names on the list, making sure they have the right amount of tickets. It's all digital, but um, <clears throat> it's a lot of work. I mean, you're talking thousands of tickets that you have to assign. And I do it all manually. I don't have some software that will just like, oh, that person gets five and that person gets eight. I have to do it all on my own. So mm-hmm. somebody's going to try to help me write something, but we never got around to it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, yeah, that's going on. But anyway. Right. I'm glad we got it off this year. I mean, I almost didn't do extra life this year. I've been really busy with work, and uh, I moved back to my house because uh, I was living in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, which is a suburb of Madison. I was living there for a year in an apartment and paying all this rent. I'm like, you know, I still own a house, and I'm still paying on that. Why am I paying so much money for an apartment? So I moved back to the house. Mm-hmm. I have a dog now. Yeah, Ginger, right? Yeah, and she's just passed on the couch. <laughs> So, um, I guess as we're getting near the end, like, what is, like, I mean, as you sit back and, you know, realize that I know that you've kind of stepped, you know, stepped back from the podcasting aspect of it, and you're still around a little bit, but, um, like, what is 600 episodes? Like, what does that mean to you? 
it's mind blowing. It really is. It's I, you know, it, I never thought in a million years this would happen. Like it, that, it would go more than a couple of months. Part of that was because it didn't seem like Jared gave a shit at the time. Uh, when we went to Joystick, then I kind of had this inkling, like, holy shit, this might be something. Uh, or people might actually give a crap. Um, the community we've got is amazing. I mean, we've seen that time and time again when we do Extra Life. We don't really ask for very much <clears throat> partic- participation any other time. Although you guys do now. You get the daily, the weekly questions and everything, which is cool. Um, but, I mean, we don't really ask for too much. I mean, we, we did that E3 live show, which actually... I was playing online a couple weeks ago, and one of the people on the party was actually at that event, mm-hmm. which was a blast. Yeah, and that was before my time. So yeah, yeah, that was when Joel was around. Joel actually flew in and surprised everybody, and um, yeah, that was. I can't believe we pulled that together. Well, I pulled it together, but that oh, Jesus, because for the venue we were gonna do Kevin Smith's Smog Castle. And right when I emailed the guy, he goes, oh, he just closed it yesterday. I'm like, what? <laughs> so then I had to look for another venue. And um, if anybody watches Comedy Central, there's that meltdown with Kamel and Jonah. That's at the same venue we did our live show. at. It's, it's the back room of, uh, I think it's called a Comics Meltdown or something like that. It's on Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've... You know, the the thing that sucked about that was the podcast audio got effed up. Like the actual recording. Somebody hit a gain button or something on the mixer and it screwed up the audio big time. You can still hear it, but it sounds like shit. But I can't believe that we almost filled the house. And this is LA after E3. So we couldn't like everybody in the industry that we tried to get to come, they were like, Well, it's E three, man. We got events going on. And luckily, you know, our friend Stephanie came out and she kind of talked about PR a little bit. And uh, Amanda. Still someone that takes tremendously awesome care of us, by the way. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, But Amanda from uh, uh, The Tester, and I forget the the guy's name. Damn it. It wasn't Powers, was it? He went by Gamer. Huh? No, no, Powers couldn't make it because Powers was working for Sony at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he won the tester one year. He went by Gamer, G-A-Y-M-E-R. I just can't remember his damn name. Mm -hmm. Um, But he came to it and Amanda came to it. And and, uh, they went up on stage with us for a little while. But we had myself and uh, Josh and Joel and then um, – fuck. Wow, my brain is fried. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Rob and, uh, well, he called himself Boris. Rob and Boris uh, were up there from, I forget the podcast name now, damn it, because I haven't listened to it for a long time. But uh, it was a blast, man. We didn't even really have an agenda. We just kind of went up there and bullshit. And, I mean, I can do that. I I was an improv for a long time, and I can pretty much improv anything. But I was trying bits out, and you could just tell that they were falling flat with the other guys on the stage. (laughs) Like, come on, play along. Yes, and. Come on. Uh but yeah, it was it was a weird trippy thing. I was on this party on PS4, and he's like, "Yeah, I was there." And it just brought a lot of memories back. It was a lot of fun. Glad we got to do that. I wish we could do more live shows. That would have been great. <laughs> uh, I love being in front of people, pouring myself out. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that uh, you know we, 
you they've heard a little bit of you the last couple of weeks, but you you were gone for about nine months. You know, you you had a baby, so no nah, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Call me fat. <laughs> Danny DeVito fat or Arnold Schwarzenegger fat? <laughs> <laughs> Hi-yo. <clears throat> uh, no, I mean, it's it took a little... It, it actually didn't take as long as I thought it would to get used to not doing it. Because, I mean, that was my life every week for 10 years. Um, I mean, I'm still heavily involved with not being listened to by anybody in the staff. Hey. Let's be honest. <laughs> I listen um, to you. <laughs> What's you your honor let the record show um i mean it, it's it's something that i'm really proud of i i worry still about it quite a bit uh i people have asked me and i i will tell everyone no i have not listened to the podcast since i've been gone and the reason i don't is because i don't want to be hypercritical um i've done it for so long that i don't know if i can be I I, th- I can be constructive, but I don't know if I could stay out of the realm of being critical, mm-hmm. uh, where it's not constructive. So that's why I have not listened to it. It's not that I'm bitter or something. It's yeah. not any of that stuff. Well, you've also it's said just, for years that you don't really listen to gaming podcasts, partially because you don't want your opinion altered. But not yeah, that, I got not, bl- not that you're giving an opinion any as I much. I got accused so. of that once. Somebody's like, "Oh, they said that on that po- on <laughs> this other podcast." I'm like, "Okay, I don't listen to that." Oh yeah, you do. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, "Okay." Um, I actually don't listen to any podcast right now. I, I, I work from home and I, so I don't drive anywhere. Uh, so I don't really listen to podcasts at all anymore. Well, since I l- record the show now and edit the show, so yeah. that's enough podcasting for me. I've switched up primarily yeah. to a lot of audiobooks now. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it changes <laughs> but, and, your life. And my car ride got tremendously shorter in the last month as well. So yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it changes a man. It, uh, it's a lot of time. It's a, it's a time sink. Yeah. I mean, it was a full night for me. You know, after you record, you get in into edit, and it's a full night. Yeah, I can't imagine editing three hour and four hour shows like you did. Like I, I didn't. you guys don't do three and four hour shows. <laughs> no. How do you stop Josh from <laughs> rambling on and on endlessly? I'm a very controlling host. I've heard that. <laughs> I actually heard that from somebody that guessed it with you guys, which is funny. Oh, that must have been Stewart then. So. It was. Stewart's like <laughs> Stewart said something about it. he's like, Well you haven't had me on yet. I go, Well you haven't had me as a host. <laughs> so. yeah. He messaged me the next day after you recorded with you guys and he's like, Wow. Dave's tough. <laughs> well Stewart's always said that about me. I still remember interviewing Stewart when the pro was like being rumored to being made. Yeah. And like Stewart and I still talk all the time now after that, but he was just like he, he I remember he's like, This guy just <laughs> goes right <laughs> at people. <laughs> It's funny now with Stuart because I mean I talk to him at least twice a week, mm-hmm. and it's now it's uh, like it was all Red Dead Redemption Two stuff for a long time because yeah. he he was so excited for it. It's been so a lot of, for kept... him. It's been a lot of Assassin's Creed and Red Dead from what I've seen. So yeah, yeah, he's an Assassin's Creed whore, and, and yeah. I have Odyssey, and I haven't even booted it up. Yet. Yeah, I, I was about, gonna. I'm gonna drag. I might drag him on soon just to go crazy about Red Dead with Michael and Assassin's Creed. So. I was I was gonna boot that up for uh, extra life, and then what did I do? I played what seven eight hours of Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, all of those are on YouTube, so you can watch them. So, or most yeah. of them are. He's been slowly getting them on there. No, they're all up. Okay, I couldn't remember. I know you were putting them in, up in increments. So. No, I well, it was funny. One of the one of the nice things about Twitch now is that <clears throat> you're not held to a time limit when you mm-hmm. upload a clip. 
So it used to be where you could only upload an hour from Twitch. Right. So you had to break it up, and then people would get all pissed because all of a sudden you have 24 <laughs> tweets and whatnot, well, which we had a few. Anyway. Yeah, that's the nice thing about Share now, too, is when you stop playing a game, like you have to stop yeah. Share. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I was doing for Extra Life this year. I didn't have yeah. a rig or anything. I was just using, which actually worked really, really well. No, Shares got a lot better. Yeah, it is. Um, but all that stuff's up there. Uh, you know, thanks to Chris and Anna for for hosting me. I I kind of struggle with it for a little while, and and I, for a while I was kind of resigned to the fact that I wasn't going to do Extra Life this year, and um, and they talked me into it kind of, or they kind of convinced me that. Because I, I still really care about it a lot, and, mm-hmm. and it's something that I feel very strongly about. But, um, yeah, I've, I've just been stressing with the job and everything else, and I didn't know if I wanted to deal with it. <clears throat> and the problem, I, I think also, because we really didn't raise too much last year, uh, I, I was really hurt by that. And I didn't know if I wanted to put myself through that again, so mentally. Mm-hmm. But we did well this year. Our team kicked ass, yeah. by the way. Uh, over 20 team members. I think. Or? Yeah, our team members kicked a lot of ass. So thank you all. Uh, thanks, to, thanks to everybody for helping. Um, yeah, it was a good year. I mean, we didn't hit our goal. PS Nation, as you know, as 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 a player, didn't hit our goal. But I think we still did pretty well. We beat last year, which is good. But yeah, yeah. Now I'm just playing retro stuff all the time. <laughs> I say yeah, that, but the last yeah, couple the, weeks have been yeah, all new stuff on PS4. Yeah, there's this rumor of some Retro Nation channel or something like that, but I haven't seen anything going up there. So. Um, there's a, <laughs> I just dicked around one time. So, uh, right before I left the podcast, I got this this video processor called the OSSC, and I've been screwing around with a lot of uh, RGB connected consoles like the Saturn and the Neo Geo and whatnot, and uh, I just put it up there to screw around, and I've gotten really passionate about it lately because I'm back in the house and I have a lot of stuff out in the open here. Um, and then I just got this HDMI adapter for the GameCube, which is working really, really well. Uh, so I've been messing with that. But my problem is that it's having the free time. Right. Because editing video, ugh. <laughs> Especially retro stuff because retro stuff, when it's a lower resolution, like a 480p or even below, um, when you upload it to YouTube, you have to do some. You have to basically upscale it and put it up to 1080p, or else YouTube's algorithm or whatever it does to process the video makes it look like absolute garbage. Right. So that's kind of what that channel is about: is just me trying to get that process down. Because Mark and I actually might be doing an interview soon with my friend John from Turbo Graphics. Cool. So I wanted to put some video behind it or something we might do it john i think i finally talked john into doing it <laughs> johnny johnny turbo <clears throat> so um but yeah it's i don't know i mean mark and i nerd out a lot about retro stuff all the time and um i just realized how many like a couple weeks ago how many saturn games i have and i don't even like the saturn that much <laughs> i have a buttload of saturn games i just bought in the hunt and i bought uh virtual cop 2 for it because mm-hmm. My buddy Mike Femler from Kansas City sent me. He's like, I just want these out of my house. Do you want them? And they're like four or five handhelds. So the Nokia Engage, which is a joke. Uh, the TigerGame.com handheld, which is awful. Uh, he sent me another Neo Geo Pocket Color, which I already had one, but this is really nice to have. Um, he sent me a Wonder Swan, which I've wanted for a long time. Which, if anybody doesn't know, the Wonder Swan 
was uh, I'm going to get his name wrong, but Yokai Yokoi Gunpei, who actually developed the Game Boy, left Nintendo after the Virtual Boy blew up, and uh, created this for I think it was Bandai, and it's a really neat little handheld. Um, and he sent me a ton of games for all of them, so I just I've been nerding out over these handhelds. Uh, but one of the things was uh, like the Neo Geo Pocket Color and seen some of the stuff on there and, and just been nerding out over it with Mark. And yeah, so I've been kind of rejuvenated. Nice. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. Um, so, I mean, you got anything else you want to let anybody know? Like it's probably going to be a couple more weeks before they hear from you going into the holidays. You're going to go into your little hibernation again. <laughs> well, it's not really hibernation. I, uh, I'm cooking for Thanksgiving this year again. So I, <clears throat> I, uh, take the dog back to my parents and we're a very small gathering this year. I think it's only four of us, but I'm making a humongous meal <laughs> where we went and got the Turkey and yeah. So no, I, I, uh, you know, I appreciate all the love I've been getting on Twitter lately. Like there was kind of an outpouring on Twitter a couple of days ago and I really appreciate it guys. I, I always worried that I would be perceived as kind of cocky or whatever, you know, like a lot of game writers are perceived. And that's never what this was about. This was, for me, this was about telling people about, like, a game I played. Or, I love gaming history, and that's why the retro thing is so big to me. I love putting videos up of old systems and even talking about it and, you know, showing people kind of where things started and where things can go. Uh, I think it's important to know the history. Uh, I think it's important to know history in general. You know, I've uh, that's why I'm I'm really excited about Battlefield Two or Battlefield Jesus <laughs> Battlefield Five because it's in World War Two again, and and that's what I've always wanted. Uh, Battlefield 1942 was the original, and that was in World War Two, and I've I've just always loved that game. Uh, and I actually bought it on PC and PS4, which I haven't really been PC gaming in years. So uh, I might be streaming on my own little Twitch channel, uh, Twitch.tv slash what is it PS Nation Torgo, I think. This, yeah, yeah. Um, I might be streaming some PC on there now, but I'm still doing stuff for PS Nation. I, I <clears throat> not much, but I, I did a, that uh, video preview for Onrush uh, a couple months ago. I'm still doing some stuff here and there. Yeah. I actually have some reviews. I've got another monitor review. I've got a headphone review. I've got a steering wheel review for the uh, Thrustmaster TGT, the one that they made for Gran Turismo. Um, so I've got a, I got some stuff to work on. You'll be, you'll be hearing from him again, and as, as some more stuff comes up, I'll prod him a little bit more and get him on, get him on Skype with me. So that's fine. <laughs> I'm not again. Hey, if I don't have to edit the podcast, I'm a lot more willing. Oh to no, 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 no. We, it's in my contract. Anytime that you record with me, you edit. Yeah, we're gonna have to re, uh, rethink that contract. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I agreed to that. <laughs> Let the record I, show. Hey, well, your Honor. For, for, for the most part, I, I don't edit anymore. I just taught somebody else how to do it. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Damn you. <laughs> don't hate because you didn't think of it or because you don't. Oh, no, I thought of it. I just didn't have a patsy to push it off to. It started when I was on overnights, though, that she was trying to help me. And then it would be yeah. one of the things where she was because I would sleep, you know, and my schedule was broken. And uh, yeah. so then, you know, I, was, I came out of overnights and I started, you know, she's like, no, 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 I want to do it. And I was like, I can do it. And she's like, no, I really like, I like it. Like, let me do it. And I'm like, okay. Oh, that's, that ain't going to last. <laughs> it's lasted five months now. <laughs> yeah, 
let's try 10 years. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I really appreciate all the love and, and all the support that everybody's given us over the years. I, I really do. Um, this would have been nothing without that support. And I, I, you know, what I think of nowadays is how much I appreciate all the people I've gotten to meet in person, even, you know, at MGC or whatnot, the people that came to our live show that we did in LA, um, the people that used to show up for our live shows on, on Ustream, all hail the Ustream bot. Uh, I never in a million years imagined that any of this stuff would happen. You know, I, I thought Jared would get bored after a few months and just quit or something like that, you know? And, and I never thought that in a million years, any publisher would give a shit about us uh, and work with us. And I've built some really good friendships that have lasted even through me leaving the podcast. Unfortunately, some other PR managers thought that when I left the podcast, I left everything, uh, which created a lot of chaos. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I'm glad that you guys have, have taken the reins of the podcast and it seems to be doing well. And, uh, you know, we're getting some new writers on, which I need the freaking time to get two more set up. <laughs> God, I feel so terrible. I'm like, hey, you want to be a writer? I'll set you up in two months. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, it, it really is something that, you know, none of us are getting rich off this. None of Any money that we make off those links goes to, well, right now, shipping extra life prizes. But it goes back to the to PS Nation. It goes into the the servers. And, you know, if we have to take a trip to go see a game early or whatever. That's, that's what all that goes to. It doesn't, like, go into somebody's pocket. So... It's cool because I, th- I think there's a little bit more ownership by the community in the, with this one and, and, you know, unlike an IGN or a, a corporate site, I guess you would say. So, yeah. I still miss it every now and then. I'm a talker, as you can tell. Yeah, well, you're fine. <laughs> right, well, 600 episodes down. Who knows how many more to go? I'm not committing to any number. So. I think everybody was saying 1,000, so yeah. that's what they were saying before I left. If we get to 1,000, you need to come back and do, like, the final... 300 god <laughs> so thank you for taking the time uh sure and i'm sure that it's a it just let them you know it's at you can tweet at them at torgo psn don't facebook anything to them i've learned that don't do that no <laughs> facebook messenger uh <laughs> so I just just tweet at him at torgo psn he still monitors the main channel as well at ps nation yep. so he'll yep. poke in in there you know so just let him know and you know we we all miss him i i still miss him i still bend his ear vigorously <laughs> weekly so, I'm uh, impressed that you guys got Mark to do something. Yeah, Honestly, it doesn't sound like it's, it doesn't sound like it's very long, but it's something. I don't so. doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm shocked because Mark hated recording the whole time that we did it. I mean, he liked the conversation, but when we were done, he was ready to go. Like yeah. he, it was it was interesting to me to do something different. I knew the time frame of the where that when I realized like six, six or eight weeks ago where this episode week fell. I'm like, oh, that's bad. <laughs> so. Well, the problem right now is I don't have my normal audio setup. I use this uh, Yeti mic from Blue. I use it for work because my desk is so big and I have four, three humongous monitors on my desk. I don't like wearing a headphone or a headset, so I use this Yeti mic. So that's what I'm using tonight, which I never used to do the show. I don't think I'm, I don't. I might have used it once. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's all I use is my Yeti. So yeah. But I don't have the mixer set up anymore. I don't have... Well, you have all my microphone cables right now, so... <laughs> um, I don't have all that stuff set up anymore, and it's kind of weird. Yeah. It's actually really weird. Like, I can't just power that shit up and do something. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, again, thanks for taking the time and 600 yeah. episodes down. Well, you guys will hear from him soon. You got anything else you want to let anybody know? Um. Uh, well, I mean, if you donated Extra Life, thanks much, and I'll get that raffle stuff done sometime this century. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I mean, it, it's been a long run. It's the longest job I've ever held. <laughs> it really is. It's it's the longest job I've ever held. It survived five moves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, sur- it survived, yeah, at least. Well, I started here. Then I moved to my parents for a while because I was doing that contract job. Then I moved back here. Then I lived with Rock. Oh, no, I moved to Mad- Madison. No, you lived with Rock here. before Madison. No, 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 not the first time. Oh, I, that's, I, right. Yeah, that's right. I became director of IT at that company. How many U-Haul rentals have you... You should look that up. <laughs> God. Yeah, too many. So, Yeah. No, I'm, I'm back in the house now. It's a total mess right now because someone decided to make a mess. <laughs> Looking at you. But, yeah. No, I, uh, I'm still around and I'm still on PS4 a lot. Um I'm still on Twitter. Like like Dave said, I, I still monitor the regular channel. I still monitor the Facebook page. Um, I'm still part of the business. I'm still yeah. part of the company. He's here. He's uh, the boss. So. Yep. I'm on the forums, catching all those fucking Russian spammers. Yeah. I, I get them in the morning, too, sometimes before you, because I'm up before you. So. Yeah. Well, you're not up before me. You're... <laughs> oh, yeah, you might be, because yeah. you're an hour ahead. <laughs> so, so. All right. All right. Well, talk Thanks to for everybody. having me. Yeah. Bye, everybody. I love you. This is the first MJC, and I am here with the second co-host of the podcast, Mark Savory Cade Sanger. How are you going, Mark? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Second's better than the first, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Glenn left a... A trail of co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> the trail of tears. Yeah, uh... <laughs> it's been a while. We were before we uh, started recording. We talked a little bit about like how long it's been since you were associated with the podcast, and we couldn't exactly track now. But it's been what we think like eight, nine years. Yeah, Something somewhere like around there. Yeah, I so... think twenty ten was probably my last year, if I remember right been eight years since like we've heard your voice i don't know if you've popped up on any of the uh mgc episodes i don't think you yeah, have I've been on a few here and there no okay. i've done a couple of the live roundtables and i think i was um uh like probably one of the other hundreds um after i left but not too much but it's at least been a couple years since you've been on the, the podcast for sure yeah how's life post ps nation like what's new in your world uh, children. <laughs> That's yeah. probably the biggest one. <laughs> I was going to ask, was your first kid right around when you left? Um, she was born in July 2011. So okay, so right, it was right around there. And that was, that actually was one of the reasons I left was, you know, we were like, okay, my wife and I are pretty much just like, hey, we're getting older. If we're going to start a family, let's do it. And, you know podcast uh you know probably wouldn't <laughs> i would have quit when she was born if i hadn't quit before that yeah and, and now you have two kids yep two, two my kids. daughter is now seven and my son is four wow do, do you uh do you still have time to to game what are your gaming habits now 
Uh, I make time. Um, probably at times when I shouldn't, so I stay up too late, and you know, I'm all wrecked for the rest of the week. But I don't know. I'd I don't want to say like I fell out of video games because I still obviously play them. I'm into them. I have a PS4. I have a Switch. Um, I borrowed Glenn's Xbone. So <laughs> I, I, I keep up that. on everything. Yeah. yeah I, I'm just not like as into it as I used to be. So I go for long stretches where I don't really play anything. Um, I play a lot more board games now just cause I, you know, have coworkers and stuff who play and it ended up becoming more of a social thing. Yeah. And you know, that's the kind of space video games used to take for me, but I don't know. I, I don't feel like I relate to them quite as much as I used to. So I still, you know, tend towards the retro stuff. But yeah, I play AAA titles too. And yeah. Spot Red Dead. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 one of those things where it's just like I know I've only done forty episodes, but just like it definitely like it feels like work. We we do this for fun, but there's some times where it just kind of feels like I gotta play the latest and greatest. Mm-hmm. And that can be kind of draining. Uh, did you feel that like towards the end of your run? I did, and that was also an, another part of the reason I left because yeah, I do really like PlayStation and Sony, but I also love all video games. So it was kind of hard to be like, "Hey, I'm pro Sony," even though if you listen to the episodes I was on, I probably took more digs at Sony than anything else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, I I love all of it. So it was hard for me to just like concentrate on one thing or like I want to play stuff on other systems. But, you know, at at that point, the show was getting big enough that we were getting review copies. And at that point, I mean, it was really just Glenn and I and like a few writers, I think, when I like that had started not long before I left. So we had to handle all the reviews and we're trying to churn those out and get everything, you know out soon so we could keep in good graces with all the companies that were actually sending us stuff yeah and uh, you were part of the ps3 fanboy era so Mm -hmm. like you you guys were way more restricted like now the audience kind of expects us to sometimes talk a little outside playstation but i found you guys originally through the joystick ps3 fanboy site so yeah. I'm sure anytime you guys went off course a little bit, that comment section was not friendly to it. <laughs> yeah, especially uh, when I reviewed the 360 version of Bayonetta because the, <laughs> the PS3 one was so bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I remember that. It, it's funny, like, I started listening in, like, the, the 50s uh, for the show, and I didn't realize how close that was to you being a new host because you and Glenn just worked off each other for so, you mm-hmm. know, they worked off each other so well. Uh, I think the first episode might have been like one of those party episodes at your house. It was like a July Fourth weekend yeah. or something. Which oh, uh, man. I miss those days. <laughs> which to this day, I don't know how I still listen to the podcast because I was probably like, those episodes were definitely fun, but the hardest to get into because <laughs> there was this like <laughs> yeah. ten drunk Wisconsin people screaming on the microphone. <laughs> Oh, why did anybody listen to us? I can't believe you guys made it to 600. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I am very thankful that people still listen, but it's definitely one of those things where it's just like, okay. Well, how, how did you get involved with PS Nation? Um, It was all Glenn, really. Uh, he had started it with another guy named Jared Johnston, and they met through, if I remember right, it was the Team Fremont Forums. That was another podcast out of Minneapolis. Um, they went through a couple name changes and right now I think they're super the hardest, Okay. 
But uh, it, like I had, you know, met them or met Glenn virtually through those forums. I knew him as Torgo, and uh, we met in person because Trickman Terry uh, from formerly of Electronic Emmy Monthly from like 30 years ago now. Um, he lives in Chicago, and he was having a get together at his place, and I had met him in person before that. So he invited us. He invited my wife and I and invited Glenn because he knew Glenn lived in Wisconsin. I don't think he'd ever met him in person at that point, though. So we met Glenn there and, you know, just were you know, a couple of nerds and we hit it off. And eventually, you know, they were doing the PS3 fanboy stuff and Glenn wanted to bring in another host. So we were talking and I, like, just, he had pretty much convinced me to get a PS3. I hadn't gotten one yet. I was content with the Wii. <laughs> wasn't gonna, wasn't gonna go HD yet. But then after playing his PS3 at one of the Midwest Gaming Classics, I kind of fell in love with it because I hadn't really been blown away by the 360. Um, so I ended up gravitating towards that, and well, I guess the rest is history. He brought me on board, and eventually Jared left. So then it was me and him for a long time, and then after I left, Joel and Josh took over, and well, then Joel left. Yeah. Then it was, yeah, Josh Glenn, and then, yeah, Josh is still on, right? So yeah, I, yeah, I it's, uh, to it in a while. <laughs> yeah, th- thanks. Uh, no, yeah, it's uh, Josh, me, and Dave, which, uh, yeah, okay. I, I think me and Dave met you uh, when uh, Glenn rented that hotel yep. to play VR games. Yep, I remember. Uh, still one of the weirdest experiences that I had of just being like, yeah, we're going to rent this hotel room, this hotel room's going to have a window, and we're just going to play VR. <laughs> People in the lobby are just looking at us, just like... One person in a VR chair, and then, like, four dudes standing behind him. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sure they've seen worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. So, you were there for Fairmont episodes. Uh, what is, like, your favorite, like, moment or interview uh, that you got to do? Hmm. Let me think. I'm sure Glenn would tell you it was the time that he made me do the interview with the the guys doing the the PlayStation baseball game. Okay. <laughs> I can't say that was my favorite. Um, I don't know. We did so many cool interviews. Um, talking to the guys that did. Uh, do you remember the PSN game Pain? Are you talking about uh, Thriller? That that episode. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's that's yeah. one of my favorite ones. Talking to the producers of that was a lot of fun. They were just, I mean, even like everybody we talked to was always super cool, though. Talking to, a, I mean, I think we talked to uh, David Jaffe once or twice, and Stewart's always fun. Um, actually, I, I suppose one of my favorite things is uh, at one of the live shows we did. I don't remember what episode it was. Uh, I got called out by the producer of Mod Nation Racers because okay. I, I didn't like the game. <laughs> And I think I gave it a shitty review on the podcast. But to this day, I stand by that. I did not like that game. Yeah, no. Uh, that, that game, if you can get it to load, is okay at best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there, there are a lot of good memories, though, like getting to go to E3 and, you know, just, like, finding an outlet for my video game passion that I'd had for so long. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, actually having people listen to me, you know, getting, like, uh, letter or uh, emails from or voicemails from people who were like, yeah, I, I checked out this game based on your recommendation alone, and I loved it. 
like that's it's really cool to me to have that kind of influence or you know actually have people listen to me and i can make them do stuff i wouldn't have played bayonetta if you didn't review it for the xbox 360 yeah there yeah. you go <laughs> and sadly i still have not finished bayonetta 2 but i mean it's on the switch you know like i know actually i just bought it. the switch version i have it on wii u and i played through most of it but i just never got around to finishing it do you miss it sometimes or are you just happy to have you know because because there is a certain amount of stress or you know pressure when you're doing a podcast yeah i mean it is it is like having a second job um even when glenn did all the work (laughs) (laughs) i i missed it for probably the first year or two just like you know i still like was on social media a lot at that time so i was still chatting with people a lot so i still felt like I wasn't totally out of it, but then after that, especially like after my daughter was born, I I paid less and less attention to like the social aspect of everything, and like now I I basically use my Twitter account for entering contests. Yeah, I noticed that <laughs> I, when I uh, yeah. when I DM'd you, I'm just like, does yeah. he still use this? <laughs> I, I like I fire it up once in a while, but I don't really do it much, and my Facebook is pretty much just posts about my kids and. Even then, I rarely do it. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I still, like, I don't even post on forums. I'll peruse some once in a while. But, I mean, forums are almost a dead medium now anyway. So, I just feel like I don't have as much time to care about all that stuff. And I don't know if I have as much desire to either. But yeah. And even podcasts, like, honestly, I no offense to you guys, but I don't really listen to podcasts much at all and haven't in years. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you have two kids, so, like, your time is kind of different. You probably don't get to pick what you to listen to on the ride, in the car ride home and stuff. So. Oh, God, no, if I have to listen to any more kids bop, I'm going to tear my hair out. Oh, they're in the kids bop phase now? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you have yeah, to deal with that. It's pain. <laughs> we talked a little bit about what you're playing, but, like, you're still, like, actively, you know, playing games. Do you have a current favorite right now? Um, hmm. I have a favorite board game. Does that count? Yeah, no, Probably totally. Not. It wouldn't uh, be a recommendation for Mark if he didn't go non-PlayStation. There you go. Uh, um, I've got a, a board game I Kickstarter called Street Masters, which is essentially like a board game take on a beat-em-up, like Final Fight or Double Dragon, Streets of Rage, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, But it's not... It, it's actually a lot more strategic and uh rules heavy than i thought something like that would be but it, it's pretty good and they actually have another they have an expansion on kickstarter right now uh, but video game wise uh man I'm trying to think what my favorite would be i've been playing a ton of mario kart on switch with my kids okay yeah they, they love sense. it and that's like, i haven't really pushed them towards video games very much and like, part of the reason I got the Switch, I mean, I already have, like, a Wii and a Wii U, so there's tons of stuff they could play on there, but the Switch did some cool stuff with, like, Mario Kart. There's a kid's mode where it basically drives for you, so my four-year-old can actually play it because he just he doesn't care to actually <laughs> practice and and get coordinated enough to do anything. Um, my daughter is finally really looking into playing games on her own she played a bunch of uh, mario 3d world on the wii u and she's playing mario odyssey now on the switch otherwise she she sticks to stuff like roblox yeah um but me personally like 
I got Spider-Man and uh, Red Dead 2 on PS4. Spider-Man's really good. I don't know if I would call it my favorite, but it's a hell of a good polished game. Red it, Dead 2, I'm still kind of not sure what I think of it. Yes, yeah, Spider-Man it was my game of the year until Tetris Effect came out, and now Tetris Effect is like my Ooh. go-to thing. I might have to check that out. Yeah, it's definitely, if you like Luminous, it's Luminous with Tetris. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Red Dead, I don't know, Red Dead feels kind of like a chore. Like, I'm in the middle of playing that, and it just kind of feels... Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I almost feel like I'm fighting with it half the time when I try to play it. There's some really cool stuff, and it's a gorgeous game, but I kind of got caught up in the hype on that one, and now I kind of wish I had just waited until it dropped in price or something. Yeah, it, it's I'm playing it casually, but every time I try and get into it, it's just like, oh, you gotta feed the camp settlers. Oh, you gotta clean your horse. And it's just like, I just want to punch a bear. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't punch your horse because I accidentally did that and it kicked me. Oh yeah, no, and it, it can it can kill it can one shot your horse has yeah. one shot capabilities. <laughs> yeah, I think I really wanted to see if all the open world stuff they were hyping up really lived up to it. I'm not sure if it did or not, but I'm not all that far into it either. Yeah, I'm like eight hours in, and I still don't feel like I've seen like what everyone's talking about yet. But yeah. I'm kind of mainlining the story, and maybe that's where my mistakes been with that. Yeah, I think I got annoyed early on because I tried not to mainline the story, but it made you, because you had to do story things before it opened up everything that you could do, which I was kind of annoyed by. I'm like, okay, don't, don't build this as a complete complete freedom open world game if you're not going to let people do it out of the gates show me how to walk and shoot and then let me go yeah but there's so many different mechanics that they keep introducing to where it's like eh, eh it's definitely one of those we, we could definitely like just spend another like hour just breaking down red dead and even though we're probably both barely like six hours in <laughs> true <laughs> but, but there's so much parts of uh, that we just wanted to like hear from everyone you know just like uh, you're one of the like when you joined the the podcast is when i started to listen and when you left and joel and josh took over i kind of quit listening to ps nation for like a couple months because you and glenn had such different tastes he was the the shooter fps guy and you were kind of i wouldn't say you're just an rpg guy you were more like you had a wider range of stuff you enjoyed. So it was definitely one of those things when you left the podcast, I like disappeared for a little bit from listening and then joined back up. And now I'm hosting, which is weird. (laughs) Well, yeah, I know what you mean. I've heard other people say similar things, but I think that always worked for us because we did have such different tastes. Yeah, now now we have like a side podcast dedicated to RPGs, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you kind of need it because, man, like, just trying to cover all the RPGs by myself was ridiculous. I couldn't keep up with everything. Yeah, anytime there was an RPG, you would have to do the review. Mm-hmm. Which I and like, I, I don't have time for RPGs anymore, unfortunately. Oh, God, no. And they come at such a more rapid pace than they did a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, my tolerance for JRPGs has grown less and less over the years, too, unfortunately. How's your love of Sega? How's that going? Oh, that hasn't gone anywhere. Okay, that's good. <laughs> and the Yakuza games are awesome. And I, I, I've somehow become the de facto like Yakuza reviewer. We had someone that would focus on the Yakuza games, but he's not writing really anymore, so I've been doing Yakuza uh, games and regret nice. missing all the Yakuza games. 
<laughs> Man, I love those games. I think I own all of them, and I still have only played, like... I finished the, the first one on PS2, and I'm working my way through Zero. And I think I played part of 3 on PS3, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm definitely happy they're remaking those one by one uh, on the PS4. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, but it's one of the requests that we've, you know, I've always heard in a forum because I've been writing for PS Nation for a couple years now. Is just like, where's Mark? Bring Mark back. So uh. we've, <laughs> the people still still miss you and still want to hear from you from time to time. Uh, uh, so. that's cool. So they'll definitely be happy to hear that, and you know, hopefully, get you to come back more often, not in 600 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you ever want me to pop back in, I'd be open to it. Yeah, no. As long as Glenn's not on, screw that guy. <laughs> oh no, I mean, you didn't know this is why we had to do the separate uh, chunks. This is Glenn just couldn't be in the same virtual room with you, man. <laughs> it's a virtual restraining order. <laughs> yeah, Glenn. Glenn had some serious doubts that you were going to even do this. He was like, he doesn't even know where his microphone is. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I can't deny that. But yeah. hey, you know. My cell phone and Skype works just as fine, just yeah. as well. And as long as this recording works, uh, we should be all set. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we don't have to re-record it. <laughs> that, that would be awkward. That would, that would definitely be awkward. But yeah, I just wanted to—I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Thanks for joining joining us on the yeah. 600th episode. No problem. Congrats on 600, and here's to 600 more, I guess. I know you don't really use your Twitter account, but you want to plug your Twitter account, and people want to reconnect <laughs> with you. Sure, uh, my Twitter is still SavoryCade, that's all one word, S-A-V-O-R-Y-C-A-D-E, that is also my PSN ID, I guess that's kind of it, Facebook is mostly, you know, not private, but yeah, it's personal, non-video game stuff, so Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, follow this man on Twitter, Uh, find out the latest (laughs) contests. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can retweet my contest tweet so I get more entries. All right, man. Thanks for thanks for joining us. All right, thanks for having me. Welcome to the final segment well potentially the final segment i don't know if <laughs> we're recording anything after this uh but this is the most important segment i would say because this is where things really got crazy right all right so these are the years from roughly 2010 no i'm sorry 2012 no nope. 2010. Uh, oh shit! You're right. 2010, uh, 2010 to 2012 and beyond. Uh, so that voice you just heard is none other than Joel Shafinsky. Hi, hello. The golden, the golden pipes. Yes, the the velvet, the velvet, the velveteen pipes of Joel Shafinsky that we all miss. Um. So Joel. It's been a while. Yes, it has. For you and I together, <laughs> back. right? Yeah, especially, yeah. Uh, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here on such a momentous yeah. occasion. 600 episodes. 600, isn't that crazy? Yeah, congrats to you and everybody else. Glenn, the guys, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, Glenn was here for 560. It's a lot. 
I was here so far for about 441 or so. Okay. Um, Mark is around 108, roughly. Uh, you're around 105 if you had just stuck it out another month. Oh, had I known. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jared was around 54, from what I can tell, and Dave and Michael are currently around 43. So everybody's working to get that. Nobody's done the full 600. <laughs> uh, but between us all, you know, we've done a hell of a lot more. Uh, so let's, let's dive into, uh, let's, you know, we're doing a little history lesson here. And let's dive into really what was your first exposure to PS Nation, if you can remember. I do remember. So the Xbox 360 was coming out. I had pre-ordered it. I was all excited. I know you're wondering why I'm talking about an Xbox and a PlayStation show. <laughs> hey, didn't we always do that? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But that's when I first discovered podcasts, because I had wanted more information about my, my purchase. It was waiting to be picked up in a month or two from GameStop, reading everything I could on the IGNs or whatever, mm -hmm. and I needed more information. I discovered Major Nelson, I think it was <laughs> my first ever podcast. Got into that, and then I just... Started to love the world of podcasting, listening to people talking about video games. Eventually, you know, I need a PlayStation podcast in my listening device, probably a Zune back then. <laughs> <laughs> iPod Shuffle. And that's how I found PS Nation. I did a little search for PlayStation. You guys are the longest running podcast. You were there all of, well, PS Nation was there right at the beginning. Found mm -hmm. it, started listening, and then realized shortly thereafter that Glenn was in, I think he was in Oshkosh at the time, Wisconsin. So mm -hmm. I had an immediate kinship to PS Nation because, hey, it's, it's my guy from Wisconsin. I found it on the wide, wide world of Internet, and here he is, <laughs> a couple cities away. Yeah. So that's how I discovered PS Nation. And then eventually heard that they were going to be at Midwest Gaming Classic, and that's when Midwest Gaming Classic was in Oconomowoc at the Olympia Resort. That's where I couldn't remember the name of the town. I was talking to somebody about that, and I could not remember Oconomowoc. Oconomowoc, yeah. And I oh went there. Gosh. The first year I went there, you weren't there, Josh. It yep. was uh, just Glenn. And I was, I was too shy. And this is kind of weird. I do podcasts, <laughs> and I'm like introverted and, and shy. Mm -hmm. But I went there to say hello and never said hello. Just ended up circling around the area. It was like one room was the vendor area. Bought some wacky stuff, souvenirs. Never, ever said hello. Then the hmm. following year, I was still listening this whole time, mm -hmm. went back, took my wife with me at this point. I'm like, okay, you're very social. You're, <laughs> she's extremely talkative. Help me here, please. Let's go. I want to meet this guy and not shy myself out of it. Mm -hmm. And at that point, Josh, you were at that Midwest Gaming Classic. So I think that's when 360 Nation was already going. So uh, I, I got to, I met Glenn and you at the same event. I don't know if it was going yet. I think I, no, it was not going yet. Because the first, that first one I went to, uh, I just went as, just like you did. Just somebody who was listening. Okay. Um, because I had, you know, I had my... PlayStation 2, loved it, got my PlayStation 3, and I'm sure people remember at the time, all over the internet, any news about the PlayStation 3 was bagging on it. Just, 
you know, what a disaster it is and how overpriced it is and how the games look terrible compared to the Xbox. And I was just looking for something that wasn't straight up bashing it, you know, and it was just making me crazy. And the joystick fanboy site, those sites were up and that's where I started seeing PS nation and the podcast. So they had gotten to that point and I didn't, I had read about podcasts in Wired <laughs> and I didn't fully understand. I'm like, well, you download it, but download it to what? Like, what am I downloading it to? I don't have anything to download it to. How am I going to listen to this? And I forget how I listened to it initially. It might have been on the computer um, because I really didn't, you know, there was no simple way to do it back then. No, there wasn't. I, you know what? I think I was the first, when I first got into podcasts, I was pressing it to a CD and <laughs> taking it and listening to it in the car. Cause I, that was before like the iPod and the, yeah. before the Zune and that, that's how I would listen. And if the show was longer than what's a CD limit, like 80 minutes, yeah, I'd be screwed. Yeah. Like, okay. Now I got to sit here by my computer. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah. So I, that first MGC I went to, you know, I flew out there by myself, um, checked everything out, uh, met those guys. Actually, I think that was the first one. You were there because that was the one there was uh, karaoke. And I think that's the first time you saw me. I just jumped up on stage and started singing. And you were like, who is this guy? <laughs> that's that's right. Correction, though, you, you ran to your room. Mm-hmm. Grabbed some fancy glasses oh, and that's then jumped right. up on then jumped up on stage with these giant like sunglasses on, right? Those sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> I had you a made prop. quite an entrance. <laughs> yeah, I had a prop. That was so funny. Um <laughs> Yeah, so and I have pictures from that. I have pictures of, you know, me and Mark, blurry pictures of me and Mark and blurry pictures of me and Glenn. And I don't think I met you that time. Um but uh, I think we, we met, but it was like, again, I was shy, right? So mm-hmm. it's, oh, my God, you're the PJF Josh guy. You, you like Philip J. Fry. We have, we have Futurama in common. That's right. Yeah, because I was Philip made J. Fry. that connection, Fry on, and then I, yeah. yeah that, was about, that was about the extent of our first conversation, I think. And then you did your whole karaoke thing, and I'm like, this guy, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was uh, a little nuts. <laughs> um. But then soon after that, VG Evo, which is where we were, that, that's how I, I gravitated there because I kept hearing on the podcast uh, VG Evo and Warhawk Wednesday and come join us. And I was like, well, how do I do that? You know, and I had to figure that one out. Uh, and then I ended up hosting Warhawk Wednesday for years uh, eventually after that. So I found my way to VG Evo, and I guess you did too, or you yep. were already there. Um, and that was really where a lot of us met. Uh, that was the place at the time where all these podcasts, and they were just popping up left and right on that site uh, because everybody wanted to do a podcast at that point. And yeah, that's right. That's right. Interactive Distractions, PS yep. Nation. Gamers Only Older. Yep. Um, Rules Podcast. Oh, yeah. I always forget the name of it because a friend of mine does a podcast called On Tap Podcast. It mm. reminds me of, or Untapped. It was On Tap. It was right? On Tap, yeah. 
Gruels, yeah. and then Scott Sauer did Gamers Only Older with Adam yep. North. I think those were the first on VG Evo. Yeah. But you're right, just tons of shows popping up out of there. Yeah. And then uh, Justin, uh, who was random on the... on. Uh, I just forgot it. Uh, VG Evo. I was going to say MGC, and I'm like, it's not MGC. It's it's all these letters, man. <laughs> so yeah, on on VG Evo, uh, he put up a post that said, "Hey, I want to start uh, an Xbox podcast. Who wants to? You know, does anybody want to start it up with me?" And I looked at it for a second, and I was like, "Well." I just got a 360 a little while ago and I don't have a lot for it. I have a lot more for the PS3 and but I really want to try this podcast thing. It sounds like fun and sounds like something I want to do. So I immediately just said yes. And you know, a lot of other people joined in on the thread like, "Yeah, I might be interested and I yeah, maybe I could do it." And um since I was the first one to respond, he contacted me and said, "Okay, you know, let's talk and what do you think and what are your ideas? And, you know, we had these plans and we decided to try it. And I, for me, I thought, well, it's a way to get me to play my 360 more, you know? Yeah, if, that's if, a good reason. If nothing else, it'll get me to play that 360 more than I already do because I was loading up on PS3 games at the time. And these podcasters, and I don't know if you felt the same way, Josh, these guys were like little rock stars. They were. Glenn yeah. and Mark, and they were sort of larger than life. Yeah. So back when people were asking, do you want to be on a podcast? It's like, do you want to be a rock star? Well, hell yeah, of course I do. Yeah. Let me in here. And and that was that was the allure of it. You know, everybody, when you when you went to VG Evo, of course, everybody knew Glenn and Mark, and they were on uh, the Joystick fanboy site. They were on Joystick, which was a huge website at the time. So sure. it was like, holy shit, how did these guys get on Joystick? These guys from Wisconsin, how are they on Joystick? What is going on here? You know? So, yeah, it was. It was like that that allure of a little bit of minor fame within the community there. You know, it's the here here is the podcasting section of the forums and all that goes on in there. And it was kind of cool. So I jumped in to that and we started in early December 2008. The first episode of 360 Nation was released. Which yeah, I we took the Nation thing, of course, and I was always worried about the 360 Nation. I was like, "Well, what do we do when they release the next one?" It's not going to be called 360. <laughs> what are we going to do? He's like, ah, we'll figure it out when we get there. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so we went for about a year, just over a year. Uh, and our, our releases were very sporadic. Um, Justin was very much a perfectionist. Um, I don't think I'm talking out of turn there. He said it, you know, on, on the show and everything. Uh, he was very much a perfectionist and he would rather a show come out late or not at all than come out and be a little sloppy. Uh, so by the time we had gotten through a year and two months, we were on episode 45. That was January 2010. And that's when you joined. Yeah, and from what I remember... 
you, Josh, were off the show a couple episodes. Yes. I don't, rem- I don't remember why, but I remember Justin was struggling to find. I think I don't know exactly how this went down, but I think he wasn't releasing anything for a little bit. Or you both weren't, I mean. And Probably. I yeah, that happened the, often. <laughs> yeah, he was in the shout box or it was a thread. It might have been more the shout box, a little chat box over at VG Evo. And I just reached out like, hey, if you, if you need someone to pitch in for an episode or something just to get a new one out, let me know. And then it was, what are you doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, crap, I don't even have the microphone or anything. Like, okay, let me figure this out and let's. Let's do it. And then he and I did an episode and it was, then you came back like right away. Mm-hmm. And then all three of us were together. It was like, I was the glue that, that brought you both back at least for a little while, I think. <laughs> yeah. Or it felt, it felt that way. Yeah. Just to have another personality on there. Justin's a great guy, mm-hmm. but he was, it was his show. It, or I think he thought it was his show. Like he was kind of yeah. controlling it a little bit. Yeah. There you was, called it, you called it perfectionist, but yeah. different way of saying it. Well, and but yeah, there. I mean, to be to be fair, there was friction there. There was definitely friction because the way it started was, "Hey, who wants to start this show with me?" And then after we got into it, it became, "Hey, this is my show, and you're just here." And I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> we we did this together, didn't we?" It, it, you know. Yeah. So there was friction, um, but you know we we did our thing and i was i was learning we were both learning you know neither of us had done this before uh and then you came on and we were all learning and there was another co-host or two that came and went uh during that year Mm -hmm. and uh everything kind of came to a head in march of 2010 um yeah, we just we all had different ideas about where things should go. You came in like gangbusters. You had a ton of new ideas, and you wanted to do this, <laughs> and you wanted to do that. And I loved it. I was like, "That's great! Yeah, let's do this." And the, and Justin was like, "No, no, 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 no. Wait, this is no, no. <laughs> let's just do it my way, or let's do it the way we've been doing it." And hey, the perfectionist, you know, he's he had his way of doing things, and that's the way he wanted to do it. Yep. Um, so there was a lot of friction there and right before MGC, um, that was our last show. <laughs> yeah. So how did that, how did that happen again? It, it was, did he, I don't remember the details exactly. It's fuzzy, but it was like, you guys are done basically. Right. Yeah. Like he, t- he told us and yeah. at this point, Josh, you and I were hitting it off. Like yeah. we had, we already had a really good chemistry together and you and I were both like, wait, we're just starting to really gel here. This is kind of bad timing. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if Justin was like, you guys are really, you get, you have a good chemistry and this is my thing. So maybe I need to pull it back or. Yeah. I, I mean, I, there's a lot of stuff there that I shouldn't get into just because it's a public forum and, and Justin is not here and it's not fair to, to just tell one side of the story. Um, but yeah, essentially, we parted ways <laughs> right well before, right before MGC, uh, we parted ways. And then you and I were like, well, crap, now what do we do? We're going to MGC and we have no podcast. 
you know, so that's right. That's right. And you and I had, I think the plan was you and I were going to talk at MGC and figure out our next move. Yes. And we had ideas. Well, maybe we could do this kind of podcast. Maybe we could do this kind of podcast. And you were showing me, uh, forums from some other forums or something. I, it was, I remember it was like a yellow background on this website with blue and I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, you have a good memory. So I was part of this community going way back to the early 2000s mm-hmm. called VideoGameReview.com. Okay. And they did user reviews on there. And that community got blown up by whoever owned it. Mm-hmm. And I had created a forums, a real janky yellow and blue one. That was it. <laughs> Just to keep the community of people that I met together. Mm -hmm. So I think my initial reaction when we were with our bindles was homeless (laughs) podcasters was maybe we just leverage this community. We are. So yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Good memory. Yep. So yeah, we figured, well, let's just go to MGC. We'll have a good time. You know, you and I will, we'll figure out what we're going to do. We'll talk it out. We'll, you know, talk to other people, see if they have ideas, and, and we'll just see where we'll go from there. And we get to MGC, you know, we're having fun, we're hanging out, and Saturday morning, Sunday morning, what morning was it? I think it was Saturday. I, it was Saturday or Sunday, it doesn't matter. But. Okay, whichever morning, some some morning, you you were actually, at that time, you were also the community manager at Evo. what was your i think i think so is that what it was yeah so (laughs) i wore a few hats there i can't remember which at that time yeah so you were like a podcast wrangler basically and you sat down (laughs) to you sat down at breakfast with glenn and i'll let you tell that story because i was off either sleeping off the night before (laughs) or or playing a game or something yeah i was at just meandering around the hotel at MGC that morning. And Glenn's like, I have to talk to you. Like, all right. So we had breakfast together. And that's when he told me that Mark was leaving the show. Mm -hmm. Because Mark had already announced it to him. And they had... Was home already in in progress at that point? So, So that was the thing. So they had a meeting with uh, PlayStation, with Sony. And they had this... They had the initial, you know, talks about it, and then they had this really long phone call to hash the whole thing out. This is what's going to be expected. This is how you're going to do it. This is where it's going to be. It's going to be uploaded in home, and it will be in this new theater space, and you will be the first community uh, group, the outside, first outside community group that is involved in this as part of home, which was a huge deal at the time that's right and then at at the end of that call mark told glenn privately yes i'm leaving (laughs) yeah (laughs) he right after they they hung up you know mark was like call me right back and he's like okay and he called him right back he's like yeah i can't do this i i'm i'm quitting (laughs) and glenn was like what the (laughs) yeah um so that's what he sat down to talk to you about yeah he wanted to tell me as my hat wearing vg evo guy back then just letting me know and then he think he said something like, I'm thinking about who I should have on the show. And two people I thought of that would be good fits, perhaps, are you and Josh, is what <laughs> he told me. And then, of course, my whole face lit up. I'm like, 
I've got something to tell you. <laughs> Josh and I were just, we just left 360 Nation, and we're here trying to figure out our next steps. So the timing is absolutely perfect. I got, so right after I talked to Glenn, I have to admit I was really excited because I had looked up to him and was very fond of PS Nation at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I, I found you. And then I'm like, dude, we got to talk. And we went out in the parking lot. (laughs) And then we just were giddy, right, for like an hour in the parking lot. Like little kids high on candy, just like pacing back and forth. I don't think it was, should we do this? It's like, we're going to do this. Oh, my God, we're going to do it. It wasn't a a decision as much as it was. Let Hell, yeah, we're doing it. You got, guess what just happened, Josh? We're going to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, we did. Yeah, that was, it was insane. It was Going there at the lowest of the low, really having no idea where we were going to go at this point or how things were going to move forward with us. And out of nowhere, this opened up at the exact same time. And it went from you and I in the parking lot, like back and forth, freaking out and everything. And then you going off to get Glenn and bring him out. And then Glenn and you and I in the parking lot because Glenn didn't want anybody to hear and for the news to leak out that Mark was leaving. Um, yeah, and right. yeah, so we had that come. And I think Mark came out too. I think the four of us were out there and we had that whole conversation and Mark was just like, all right, cool. I'm scot free. <laughs> I can yep. get away. And I got no worries now because I got somebody to take my place. <laughs> yeah. He gave us the seal of approval and then like felt relieved. Yeah. Thank goodness I'm leaving this with a couple guys who've been doing this for a while. Yeah. So then our first episode was April 1st, 2010, episode 159. Uh, it was four-player MGC recap. And the idea was that we were going to play this out for a month with the four of us see how the audience took to it, see if people, you know, were like, who are these two idiots? We don't like them, you know, or what? Um, And it worked out. And after that month, Mark said, okay, I have something to say. I'm leaving. And uh, he stepped away after that. And it was official at that point that we were, I mean, we were there, you know, (laughs) and, and Glenn always, always says, well, you know, there was no guarantee you guys were staying and all right. (laughs) I mean, there is no guarantee we were staying, but you know, we were dug in there like ticks. He would have really had to pry us out of there. I think so. And we had both guest starred or guest appeared on the show several times prior to that. Yeah. When Mark, Mark was still around. We, they, they did the probably episode 100, the live show. Mm Mm-hmm. And you and I were involved with that. I was there in person, and you were you joined on the call. Yep. And it kind of reminded me, tonight as we were sitting down to do episode 600, I was reminiscing, obviously, and I thought about the good old days of these landmark episodes when we'd all just get drunk and do a live <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Those shows got a little bit, a little bit too crazy. Lots of shenanigans. Usually someone... Punching a cat and puking mm. and all sorts of crazy stuff yes. going on. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I forget which one it was. One of those episodes. I was here uh, and I was alone and they were doing it at noon. 
on a Saturday, I think. Yep, at Mark's and, house. Uh, I didn't have time to go out and or to get anything to eat. Uh, so all I had had up to that point was like a pretzel. <laughs> and for whatever reason, everybody there is drinking and we're all on, you know, video streams looking at each other. And I'm like, well, I want to drink too. And all I had in the house was wine. So I grabbed a bottle of wine and I ended up <laughs> drinking the whole damn bottle of wine. <laughs> Didn't you like fall asleep too on air later? After I was drinking that. I, I don't, I might've fallen asleep late into it, but yeah, I was, I was, I was loopy and, and eventually, you know, when, when the whole thing ended, I was a mess. I was just, I was a huge mess. It was crazy. Those were the um, sailor Jerry days. Yeah. Where Mark, I think Glenn was like, they should sponsor us because we drink a whole bottle of that at these live shows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just get crazy. Uh, Yeah. So that was nuts. Um, so that went on. And then now let me uh, see. And I had, I should have pulled this information up. I had some of it up and I don't, I lost it. Well, as um, you're looking for that, the first, go ahead. Our, the first thing we really got into, obviously, besides the podcast was the video aspect. That's they right. Home. Play, PlayStation home. Yeah. Some of you all remember that. That virtual, what what would you call it, virtual life yeah. style community area where you could hang out. And they had a, a movie theater section in there, and they had added a community theater. And we were the first, as Joss mentioned, the first non-Sony podcast or, or group to be in there. Mm-hmm. And that was a very exciting and stressful time. <laughs> yeah. Because we had never recorded. Now it's like normal nowadays to, for people to stream and do video. But back then it was unheard of. Mm-hmm. And here we were taking our, our audio podcast and trying to figure out a way to put it into video form so that we could put it in, in PlayStation Home. And that was, some of those videos are, are weird. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> us trying to do comedy. And I, I remember one, Glenn had like a block of cheese and him and I were munching on it because we're from Wisconsin. Yes. Uh, you know, and all the, the goofy stuff that we did. But, but when we first got in that, in that theater, and I'll never forget, we were waiting to announce it to everybody. We were so excited to tell people we couldn't. Sony said, don't tell anybody. Yeah. But then we had the official day and time that we could reveal it. And I think it was after we were waiting for Sony to, t- to announce it. I was in San Francisco with my wife on vacation, and I was on a, on a boat headed out to Alcatraz. Oh, man. For the uh, Alcatraz tour. At that exact moment, my phone lights up, and it's like, it's happening, it's happening. We're announcing it right now. <laughs> and I'm on this boat, and my wife's like, Put your phone down. What, what are you doing? I'm like, you, we're announcing that we're on PlayStation Home. And I had to like basically drop everything. Our vacation is paused. This is happening. <laughs> so exciting time. Yeah. That was, I, I'd forgotten about that part of it. Yeah. The, the stuff that we did, we did for the very first episode, kind of introducing ourselves to the PlayStation Home community. And you guys had the block of cheese. You were trying to find a wheel of cheese, but the wheel of cheese costs like 80 bucks or something like that. And you were like, fuck that. We're not buying that just for a joke. <laughs> um, and I went and I dug out my water pistol that looked like an Uzi. Literally looked like an Uzi 
same color, same finish, everything, you would never know it was a water pistol unless you looked right down the front of the barrel. Those things are not sold anymore, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> um, but the joke was, you know, that I was in the New York area, the dangerous New York area, and you guys were out in Wisconsin with your cheese, and and you're sitting there, and it cuts to you guys, and you're munching on the cheese. It cuts back to me, and I'm polishing up my Uzi, and then I notice you guys eating the cheese, and I'm like, what the? F-? I, I the look on my face, and I leaned into the camera and everything. Um, but we had all kinds of fun with that. And then that was the only stuff we did right up front. And then, cause we weren't sure what we were going to do every month. And all of that was filmed with the PlayStation I camera on the PS3. Yep. Do you remember that? That, that, that was the technology we had. At the there time. was nothing else really available, right? That's yeah. I we mean, had one of the, we had one of those on the ready. And then we eventually started doing more of what's common nowadays where we would play a game and like talk over it. Yeah. But we, yeah. we, we did kind of like our podcast shtick over the top of, of video games. Yeah. And it was hard to do back then. There, was, there, there wasn't a readily available or easy way to do it. Uh, and we were all figuring it all out as we went. So, uh, yeah, that went on for a little while. And... Oh, wait, is that? Hang on. It might have been episode 174. And those oh, videos, no, by the way, wasn't. Glenn later put on YouTube. So if you do some digging, yeah. at, at least the cheese and the Uzi one is out there. I remember watching it a couple of years ago. Yeah, and it should be on it. Some of them are on the website under the archives. There is a PlayStation Home videos uh, and it's there. Yeah. Episode zero, one, two, three, four and then seven. And then the E3 episodes, which I think was that uh, live one we did, um, or the one where we were sitting at the at the ranch, the whatever ranch that was, um, that bar and restaurant where the party always was that year, every year. Yeah, that's I think just you and Glenn. Is it? Because I thought well, I don't remember. The live show was well the, the year after I think. We were already home was already not a thing anymore for us. I think at that point. Okay. Hard hard to remember. I bet I remember being like it felt like a celebrity going into PlayStation Home because we'd go and we'd sit in the theater and we'd watch ourselves yep. on the screen. Then people would walk up like, "Hey, aren't you the guy on the video?" It's like, yep. yeah, they'd recognize our names and be like, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> so what I would do oftentimes I would go in under my wife's account one to see how people treated a girl avatar in there <laughs> and two just to see what people were saying when none of us were around yeah right because there was speech bubbles this yeah. was before like chat was available so you'd actually see the little bubbles over their head you could walk around the theater and see people be like wow this is this is cool or wow these guys are dorks yeah yeah, that was fun. Um, so on from that, uh, did you make it to the first E3, the 2010 E3? I don't remember. No. Okay. No. So you weren't at that one. And that may be where the stick was born. I think, yeah. There, we only had two passes because Mark and, and Glenn had went. <gasps> That's right. 
and I volunteered you, basically, right? Or you volunteered, and I'm like, I'll I, sit back. I, I think you volunteered me at the time because we were both like, well, who, who's going to go? And I, for whatever reason, I ended up going to that one. Um, I, I don't remember exactly how that one went down, but I remember being bummed out that you weren't going to be there. And I was like, I want Joel there in some way, shape or form. <laughs> so yep. I, I printed out the pictures of you taped them together. When we got to LA, somebody was driving us from the airport and I made them stop at a home depot. And I went into the Home Depot. I went into where you cut the wood and everything. And I found a couple of, you know, I found a, a piece of basically a stick, um, a small piece of wood that I could hold and, and put it on. And I got double-sided tape and I went up to the register and I'm like, I got the double-sided tape and this stick. And they're like, what, where'd you get? I'm like, J- over there in the, in the, you know, leftover bin. And they're like, just take the stick, whatever. Um, <laughs> made me pay for the tape and everything. I went out to the car and I taped it all on there and I was so excited. And I was like, Joel is here with us. And that was the whole idea was just to have you there in some way, shape or form. And that became, well, that became a meme before there were memes. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, I guess some quite, quite a bit of notoriety from that. Yeah. The only get the only press at E3 carrying around their buddy on a stick. <laughs> well, that was the best part about it. It, became an icebreaker it became our way in to so many things where people were like oh you're the guys with that that face on the stick what's that all about you know and because everybody had seen it it was in my it was i had a backpack where i could stick it right in the in the top of the backpack and it was on my back and it was basically behind my head was your head so everybody walking behind us was looking at you the whole time, like, what, what is this? Who is this? Is that guy famous? What's going on? You know, <laughs> everybody was trying to figure it out. And we were getting everybody, everybody that we could, uh, we were getting pictures with it and everything. Um, and then I was holding it up in the background of every camera I saw so that it was getting on on the live stream on the PlayStation live stream and everything like that you can see it in some of the old videos it was great it was just we were having fun because we wanted you there and we thought this is our way to get you there even though you weren't there at the time yeah that was that was really awesome and i, I mean for a couple of years after that i would run into people gaming media and they'd be like hey it's you you're that guy on a <laughs> stick and like yeah it's me well, it all culminated in, was it the year after or? Yeah, probably the following year. Because I think you only did the stick for two years, right? Maybe. Um, let me look into that really, really quick. So the whichever year it was, I, I think it was the second year. So the second year, I was like, all right, I'm up in my game this time. <laughs> and I went, to, I went to really go all out with it. So I redid the stick. Um, redid the pictures and then put Velcro on the stick itself and printed out all kinds of outfits. So I had Kratos, the body of Kratos. I had a tuxedo, a person in a tuxedo. Um, I had Mario because that was easy. Uh, and then I made little hats for it too, printed out hats that I could stick on it. So Mario's hat was on there with Mario's body. 
Um, you know, the, the formal wear and everything. So I had a, a couple different outfits and I was switching them out and that culminated in front page of the LA times with me sitting there in the audience at the Nintendo presser holding up Joel on a stick with the Mario body and Mario hat. Like that's all you see <laughs> in this crowd of people. I am lit up there with that stick and, and Joel's face there on the front page of the entertainment section of the LA times that day. It was insane. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. I, I still can't believe that it happened. You know, the, the guy, the guy came over to me. He's like, Oh, I got you in a picture. I just need to get your, your okay to use the, I was like, what? Uh, okay. Not knowing that I was holding that up at the time when he took the picture. Um, but then we met you at the airport cause that's when we did the live show at E3. That's right. And that's, I had the formal wear, um, on and you know, all the, <laughs> that was fun because at the airport, all the limo guys are there holding up names, waiting for people to come off the plane. And I'm standing there with you <laughs> and you yeah, came off. The, yeah. And you came off the plane and you were able to spot us pretty easily. Um, yep, not hard to find. <laughs> yeah, and we were trying to be all stealthy about everything because you came in uh, late in the week. Yep. And we were doing that live show the last night, and we were hiding you in basically their green room uh, at the comics. Oh, my gosh, what is the name the, of that place? The Meltdown. Meltdown Comics, yes. Meltdown Comics, which is a huge place, um, very well-known place. The writers from Simpsons and Futurama used to go over there all the time because their offices were right nearby. Uh, so we had you, and we got up on stage, uh, Glenn and I, and you know we started ragging on you like ah yeah joel couldn't make it because he's too lazy or whatever blah 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 and then you come walking out and the audience was like wait what wait oh 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 my gosh it's joel <laughs> yeah their reaction i'll never forget that. i felt like they didn't get it <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i walked out and everyone's like who's this guy and why is he everyone looking at him and it was it was a very weird reaction. <laughs> yeah, it took him a second. Well, I mean, we do a podcast, so you know they might right, not yeah. know your face, which which was the other thing. But I had Joel on a stick. You know, they should have known your face. Um, yep. And I'm sitting there up up on stage, and of course, at this point, all of the gaming media knew who Joel on a stick was, right? Yeah. And what's her name from? I forget which media company she was with. She was up there doing the live show with us, and yes. she's like. Joel on a stick's eyes are so dreamy. And I'm like, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> uh, what about my eyes? She's like, yeah, not so much. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was fun. That was so much fun. Let me see if I can find. Um, Stephanie. Stephanie Shop. That's correct. I mean, yep. Stephanie, that was her first name. And Amanda was there with us, too. Amanda came up on stage and Matt Brown. Amanda Brockman and Matt Brown. Um, and Chris, Chris Cuspis, I think he was running the camera. Um, he, PSN Stores, which is now shut down. 
Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there uh, representing his website, right? And was helping yeah. us out. And he was, like, rooming with us, too, wasn't he? Yeah. And Dave and Rob from uh, Game Crashers. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were there, too. So, yeah, there was a camera going. We were trying to live stream it, but the Internet was garbage back in 2011. <laughs> Yeah, in, in L.A. Uh, so it was really tough to, to get that out there. And uh, we took the audio feed from that. So the audio was not great. Uh, but that was the episode um, for E3. Uh, so, yeah, that was actually a lot of fun. Um, so that went on uh, until you guys, you and Glenn, went to... And that was that same year. You maybe that's why you didn't go to E three that year because you and Glenn went to GDC in March. Yes, we did. And I kinda did a a split vacation. Yeah. With the with the wife. So half of my time there was GDC and then the other half we went to Napa Valley and enjoyed some wine. Nice. But yeah, G D C was great and that was so I remember that that was the obviously we did a lot of PlayStation coverage at GDC. And I remember the games that they were presenting. It was Infamous 2, uh, Motor Storm Apocalypse, mm. a few others. But anyway, the big thing that year was 3D. Yes. So it was, it was all about putting on the 3D glasses. Every, it was all kind of gimmicky at the time. It was, everything was in 3D. Mm-hmm. So I just remember it was really great to, to be there. And to, this is before we had the 3D TVs ourselves. Yeah. yeah. But then after that, it was like we all went and were early adopters <laughs> yes. for that 3D technology after being involved in GDC and some of these events, having hands-on with that stuff. And I love my 3D TV still. Oh, my gosh. the the It stopped working uh, like about a month ago. Oh, did it? it? It wouldn't turn on. And I'm trying to figure it out, and I noticed the little red light at the bottom of it was blinking. And I'm like, okay, well, it's blinking like intermittently. It would blink a lot and then stop, and then it would blink a lot and then stop. I'm like, wait a second. And I started counting it, and I'm like, okay. And I typed it in. I'm like, nine blinks uh, on this model TV, and it said, oh, there's a fan that stopped working. And I'm like, oh, shit. So literally, you know, they set it up so that it would blink to tell you what the error is. So That's I got... nice. Yeah. So I found the fan ordered it uh i took apart the tv (laughs) took the entire back off of it and replaced the fan and it's all good so my tv lives (laughs) that's my 3d was a sony you guys got what panasonic uh yes i think so and ironic or not so ironic my sony tv fried it didn't last Mm. it's dead that sucks few years and then it was it was done yeah i still have mine and the only reason i got mine glenn got it and it was at best buy and there was it was some kind of crazy deal at best buy um for a 3d tv and for a plasma 3d tv which that was it was a ridiculously cheap price uh comparatively and he got it and i told my wife i'm like look look at the price of this TV and it's, it's a nice big TV and it's 3d. And she's like, really? <laughs> she's like, well, and I showed her like the other 3d TV. She's like, well, that is a really good price. Well, 
all right, let's go. And we went and got it. Because <laughs> that one was cool. Because it came with uh, the 3D glasses that come with the TV. And then it came with two extra pair. And Avatar in 3D. And that was, at the time, that was the only way you could get Avatar Blu-ray in 3D was by buying that TV. Really? Yeah. So I sold it immediately. I sold Avatar for like 150 bucks on eBay or something like that. Wow. <laughs> and eventually bought it again for like 20 bucks when it released like a year or two later to the general public. So that was a nice little scam. <laughs> um, but so how was GDC? Because I still have never been. Um, and I knew you guys were all over the place. I think that was Glenn's first experience with San Francisco, and he wasn't too thrilled with it. Yeah, no, I've been to San Francisco many, many times. So it was my third or fourth time out there. I love San Francisco. A bunch of friends in the area. Mm-hmm. It just seems to fit my wife and I really well. We just... We feel at home out there. Yeah, so me I, too. Like I said, it kind of split it up with vacation and GDC. GDC was a blast because it, we got just such direct contact with developers. Mm-hmm. It's unlike E3 where you, you're, you're vying for, with other media for time to yeah. talk to develop. You're kind of more hands-on. We, uh, we didn't really have the proper credentials, if I remember correctly, <laughs> that first GDC <laughs> But we were tight with Sony, and Sony would let us into all of their announcements. Yeah. But like the but like the floor or where all the a lot of those guys hobnob and they do networking and they're sharing technology and there's talks and conferences. We didn't get in any of that, but we were just off to the side where Sony was and had direct contact with like Jeff Rubenstein was with Sony at the time mm-hmm. and Cade I think was oh, still involved. Yeah. So we just. Got to hang out with, with Sony for the couple days that we were there. It was wonderful. Had a really, really good time. And then we would go out and drinks in the evening. We got to hang out with David Jaffe, I think, one night. I won't tell that story, but it was a, it was a long night. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get him to uh, come over and hang out with us. He had other plans, let's say. Yeah. But GDC, was, it was great. I'm glad I got to be involved in that. That's cool. So as we move into 2012, yep. Um, well, early on, that's when February 2012 was when the Vita hit, uh, and we had a ton of reviews. And you were pressed. I remember you had time constraints at the time. Um, yep. And we were trying to cut down on the time on the podcast. And that led to that Time for Timer episode, which was uh, one, two, three, four, five Vita reviews <laughs> as quickly as we could get through them. Oh, my God. Um, that's right. Yeah. It was as quickly as we could get through them. So it was, uh, wait, was it five or was it four? Oh, it was four. Okay. Yeah, it was Michael Jackson, The Experience, Hot Shots Golf on the Vita, Luminous, and Asphalt Injection. <laughs> um, but that was kind of cool. At least we were both around for a console launch, even a handheld launch, but still a PlayStation hardware product launch. 
which was exciting at the time. You know, we were all like, oh my gosh, we're all getting Vitas and we were all off to figure out the games and who's going to take the games and how are we going to review these now? Cause this is a whole different thing with touch screens and cameras and everything else that it had. Yeah. We, I think we got the, the three G models, right? Yeah. So we could yep. all play it, play them on the go. And that never really <laughs> became as much as they, we initially thought when we got them. But I remember that next MGC in April, we all brought our Vitas, and there was just a ton of other people who had them. Yeah. And we just had some great, like, hotshot tourneys and all sorts of interactivity and multiplayer with other people with Vitas. That was a great time. That's right, because it had all that local connectivity. So that was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yep. And that was, like, not to be the the bad news game, that was kind of the beginning of the end for me. So in... 2011 this was in august i was at my fantasy football party Mm -hmm. and we had we did we have this tradition in fantasy football i don't really participate anymore and you'll hear why in a second but we would drink guggenheimer whiskey Mm -hmm. which is something i got caught with as a kid (laughs) My, my stepdad i didn't realize he caught me i was i was in a field behind my house it was like a high school kid with two two ladies and i take this bottle just t- took this bottle out of the liquor cabinet. It was a bottle of Guggenheimer, and it was cheap whiskey that my stepfather would buy when, his, when he'd play cards with his buddies after they had a lot of the good whiskey and wouldn't realize what they were drinking anymore. He'd pull out the cheap shit <laughs> just to <laughs> save some money. And I took that out, and then when I got married many years later, he did a surprise toast, and he's like, yeah, he thought I didn't know, but I totally knew he was out in that field with that Guggenheimer, and then he poured everybody a shot of Guggenheimer. And everybody had to drink this this horrible whiskey at my wedding. And it sort of became a tradition with my friends and I. So every fantasy football draft, we'd pull out the, uh, the Guggenheimer. That night, I did 15 shots. Holy shit, dude. Of Guggenheimer, yeah. <laughs> Quite a bit. And I found out that night, I felt like I had an alien coming out of my chest. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I thought I was just drunk. But hindsight being 2020, I feel like an idiot. I had a major heart attack mm. at my fantasy football party it was brutal and then after that my life just completely changed i was working a stressful job as a middle manager middle management position had a lot of employees kind of felt the stress coming up from me from the staff and felt the stress coming down at me from up above Mm -hmm. and i really had to make a lot of changes to my life and i it was a little bit of a bull in a china shop i think after that it was like okay this has got to go, this has got to change, this has got to stop. And that's probably why I remember we had, when I was doing the podcast, I was like, okay, we, I can't sit here for as long, I can't do as many reviews. And you, yeah. PS Nation was on like this upward trajectory at a time when I was like, I just need to chill. So that's, that's why eventually in, I think after that MGC, kind of sprung it on you guys and i feel bad away <laughs> i feel bad the way that went down but it was probably not a surprise because you guys knew i had dealt with all that heart stuff yeah but it was like he's leaving and it was just a, it was a very tough decision because i just didn't feel like and i'm a little bit like justin i'm kind of a perfectionist and i i didn't i didn't want to do it half-ass so it's like either i'm gonna give this my all mm-hmm. or i'm not gonna do it anymore and i just didn't feel like i had capacity and at that point everything was in flux for me i was getting used to all these new medications and i was trying to figure out the job didn't go away i was still working that horribly stressful job 
So it's like, if I'm going to be here and have all these issues, I'm going to need the rest of my life to be just completely chill. So I yeah. made the really tough decision to kind of step aside from, from PS Nation. Unfortunately, yeah. that was in April. So that whole, like, or May or something, but that it was whole, April. like, was it, yeah, it was yeah. right after MGC. And the, the, the bad timing on my behalf is I had, like, like usual, I'm still like this to this day, I had all these great ideas. You and Glenn are over at my house, and I'm like, we can do this, and we can do this, and then we can do this. And then I was like, yeah, I quit. And you yeah. guys are like, what? <laughs> well, you just talked about all this stuff. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, we understood. And we yeah. knew that you were, you were, you had to make life changes, really. And it was important to your health, obviously. Yes. Um, so MGC, uh, the episode was March 27th, uh, that was, but it was only a dollar and that's because everything I bought that year, all but like one or two things I bought that year were a (laughs) dollar. It's like that box of Atari games, right? Yep. (laughs) And everyone I pulled out, like Scott Sauer was turned to me. He's like, why did you buy that? I'm like, it was only a (laughs) dollar. Come on, man. Why would you not buy it? He's like, because you wouldn't. (laughs) Why would you buy that? Um, But then it was just a couple episodes after that. uh, Episode 264, Sad Hulk Music. Yeah. Where April 18th, um, where you retired from PS Nation. Officially retired from PS Nation. Yep. And... You got yourself together. Your health's been good since then, right? Yeah, it was. It's it's been great. I started, and this probably didn't help our friendships early on, but I started another podcast in August. Started my own, and it was like I just wanted to do something more chill. Yeah, and it had it was all like, okay, I'm not going to do reviews, and I'm not going to do <laughs> <laughs> all the things that I, I had a little bit of stress with. Yeah, in PS Nation, and I give you guys a ton of credit because it was hard. Back it then. is hard. We're, it's yeah, still hard. <laughs> to this day, I'm sure you get all these games. And I, I always felt like, especially after going through what I went through and, and being real cognizant of stress, to have to sit and re- to review three games or in a week's span, or it just it got to be a little much. Yeah. You know? And then I started a new show, and it was like sort of the anti-PS Nation. And I'm, I don't mean that badly, but it was like, okay, no reviews and no like E3 and just real, real chill. And you guys are probably like the hell is this guy doing <laughs> he said he was done so that it didn't uh a little rocky there for a while but everything's all good now i've been back on the show quite a few times over the years I still listen to you guys it's you guys are nailing it oh thanks it's just been it's been going really really great and i feel happy and proud to have been of what two years two year part of it yep yeah so when you left that, that first one you started was, what was that? That was the... Oh, the podcast? Yeah. That's the same one I'm doing now. It's called oh, so... a, a Band of Gamers. That's... I uh, thought... That... Oh, no, wait. Did you... But you redid the format or you changed co-hosts or something? You had some major change in there, didn't you? Yeah. I started off with a friend of mine and then he left and then I was I was looking for a another co-host and I kind of went through a couple and then I found my buddy Shane and eventually my pal Carl. So my two co-hosts, one's in Vancouver, Shane and Carl's in England. And we've been doing it together now for quite a few years. So I think we're coming up. We're over six years doing a band of of gamers and we do music now too. 
And that was probably after like a year. I just want, I'm thinking, how do I, at that point, I've been doing gaming podcasts for quite a long time between 360 Nation and all these guest appearances and PS Nation. And it's like, how do I set this thing up in a way that'll, that'll live on for many, many years? I'm like, well, why don't I add some music? Why don't we talk about some music, which is something I think, Josh, you and I had done. Yeah. A little bit here and there. And yeah. I always really, really enjoyed our conversations with music. So we added that component. And there's a lot of people out there that, that have families that game and they, they love music, but discovering new music's a problem. Yeah. Josh, you've got, you've got serious and you're real dialed into making sure you're discovering new stuff. And I think that's great, but a lot of people don't have that or don't have time for that. And they kind of get stuck in a rut. Like I listened to all the music that I loved in high school and college, and that's all I listened to, hmm. but they, they want to find more. They just can't. And that's what we try and we try and provide an opportunity for people to discover. There's so much great music out there. Just there to discover is. some some new stuff and have the the video game component. Yeah, so that's what threw me off because I knew I knew there was some kind of change there that had that had gone on, um, and I knew it started as Band of Gamers and then I thought it changed to something else, but it's it's still Band of Gamers. And uh, yep. where can people find that? They can find that at abogpodcast.com. So it's a Band of Gamers. There you because go. Bandofgamers.com was thousands of dollars. Like, let's just throw an A at the front. Are you serious? <laughs> well, there you yeah. go. Yep. <laughs> but it's ABOG Podcast. And you're on Apple Podcasts and all that other stuff, right? All that good stuff. Perfect. Yep. That is awesome. So, um, so you done? I, I listened to this last episode and you're like, okay, 600. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I know you're being that. facetious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've been joking about that. I, you know, it, when Glenn said he was leaving, I was completely caught off guard. Um, we all kind of were, uh, and we wanted to continue, you know, we didn't want it to just drop and disappear and die. And that was the end of it. You can't. I, we've invested too much in this at this point, yeah. you know, blood, sweat and tears in this thing. So Dave and Michael both wanted to keep it going and we decided, all right, the three of us can do this. And, you know, my initial thought honestly was like, well, I'll stick around for, we'll see, you know, I'll stick around for a while um, just to keep some continuity there. Uh, And rather than having Josh and Glenn leave and suddenly Dave and Michael take over and it's a whole different thing. And everybody's like, wait, what? Is this the same podcast? What just happened here? Um, but I'm, I'm sticking around because I'm having fun. You know, it's it's interesting because you do something for so long with the same people and you get into a groove and you can get into a point where, you know, you almost start just going through the motions because you're you're doing the same thing every week and it's you know the games change but otherwise it's the same stuff uh having new guys come in just kind of reinvigorated me when i was sort of dragging to glenn and i were both kind of dragging there at the end uh and uh, like if i had left and it was glenn dave and michael glenn might have been reinvigorated as well and really, you know, taken off again. Um, but it's like that, that fresh injection of new, 
you know, yeah. that, that kind of changes things up. Um, so we're, you know, Dave and Michael and I were, we've been finding our groove and, and trying to figure things out. We trying to change things up minor here and there, you know, they have ideas, uh, like you had ideas, which that was my favorite thing with you. You were, you were like, we came into, you came into 360 nation. You're like, I don't want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. I was like, yes. And when we came into PS nation, you're like, all right, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And we changed a bunch of stuff, you know, and it's, it actually, I think it made the podcast a little bit better. Um, and with Dave and Michael, their whole thing has been cutting it down in terms of length, which you would have loved that. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I like that. <laughs> so, and that was a big thing, you know, and we probably could get away with just an hour. Um, but we let things go here and there and we've, we come in at about two hours every, every week. So, and they're comfortable with that. I wanted to get to 60 to 90 minutes and we could, we absolutely could. Uh, but we were conscious of the fact that we have at least two hours. So we tend to keep talking, <laughs> knowing that we still have, you know, some time there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been interesting so far. So well, plus it's your it's your foundation, right? Like you've got to have some tangential conversation or it's not PS Nation. Oh yeah. Do you need to go 4 hours? No, no, of course not, but it's it's great to hear you continue to you're not afraid to to go off on these different topics. Yeah. And be and be conversational. And that's one of the things that Glenn to his credit taught a whole community of VG Evo podcasters. Yeah. It's like just just be yourself. And he always used to say, it's like a couple guys on their couch talking about games. Yes. And it, and it was, and it is. And it, that, I love that about what you guys are doing. So I play guitar, and I've been in many bands over the years. And I write music. And I can write music. And, but when you bring in different people, the music can sort of feel different and sound different. I think mm -hmm. podcasting is very similar that way. The chemistry that you get from your co-hosts, just like the chemistry you get from different band members, can breathe new life into the music or into the podcast or can just make it different, make it fun, you know? And I could, I could write a bunch of songs, and I've done this. You write a song, you play with a bunch of guys and gals, and then you take that same song to different guys and gals, and it's like, oh, my God, this is even better. <laughs> yeah. Or this just sounds different. It, it's just the chemistry, the, the playing off of each other. I love that about podcasting, and I think, you know, probably one of the reasons why you've got some new life. You just got different guys, different conversations, different chemistry, and it's kind of reinvigorating you, perhaps. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, the whole time was fun. I mean, I had fun when it was you, me, and Glenn. That was that was great. That was exciting. It was fresh. It was brand new. You know, and I was kind of bummed when you left. And I, we both understood, you know, we knew what was going on and everything. And we knew you, it just health comes first, you know, well, I think when it first, when it first happened, you guys were like, what, what was the excuse on the show? Um, you're, uh, he's getting his vocal cords stretched. I think was <laughs> something, one. I think that's what Glenn was saying. Yeah. Uh, a penis reduction, I think was the next episode. <laughs> it might've been. Yeah. I, I can't remember. 
I'm in the hospital laughing like a penis reduction. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a bummer when you left. Um, but then that changed the podcast again, you know, and suddenly it was a different dynamic with just me and Glenn. Yeah. Um, but we went on for quite a while, just the two of us. You sure did. Another 300 episodes or something. Yeah. (laughs) Which is just crazy to think of. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah. And you know, PS nation for now is continuing on past 600. I will say it. I'll, I'll spoil it right now. There will be an episode 601 at least, uh, 602. Yeah, we'll see. Um, (laughs) but there will be a 601. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a wild ride, you know, from, from where you and I both started to where things have ended up, where you've got a whole different podcast going on that you've been doing for six years now. Yeah. And I've been on this thing for eight years now, eight and a half years now. Wait. Yeah, eight and a half years, I think. I think that's right. Yep. Holy shit. Um, so, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's been fun. We got to get um, you back. I know you're you're busy. You got kids, and you you do E three, and you're I'm sure you've got career and everything else going on. But it'd be great to get you back down to MGC one of these years. I know. Get the old band back together. I know. It's been tough. I mean, with the kids that young, it's been really hard. But they're getting to an age where they could go, you know? Oh my God. That'd be great. They would love it. That's what I've been waiting for. I, I can't get my son to go to comic-con for fuck's sake. There, <laughs> there he'll get there Sunday, but he's missing out every year. He's missing out. And I'm like, when you get older, you're going to be like, why the fuck didn't you take me when I was younger? You know, <laughs> yeah. because every Sunday kids get in for free at comic-con they they have family day and it's just packed with kids and families and everybody's cosplaying and everything it i'm like you would love it nope doesn't want to go so yeah yeah we'll see. my co-host carl he, uh, egx in europe gaming ex- expo out there he gets his media credentials and he takes his son one day mm-hmm. of the event and, they, and his kids he's you know like 11 12 years old but he loves it so yeah. I'm sure I'm sure you've got that in your future. Yeah. He's I mean, not far off, a couple years. Well, they're both gamers now. So they both play together all the time and my daughter has learned platforming games. She knows double jumping and she can climb and punch and kick and fight with the rest of them and she's doing great for a three and a half year old. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, she's starting to figure out how to work the camera with the right stick, which I was so proud to see. Like, I didn't even have to tell her anymore. I just watch her and she turns the camera. I'm like, look at you go. <laughs> I love to see that. Um, but yeah, I would like to get both of them out there and get everybody out to MGC again. Um, just to just to see everybody again. So Zoe, Zoe and I share a birthday. Yeah. It's awesome. We're inter- intertwined forever. <laughs> <laughs> so there's our tangent. All right, everybody. Are you happy? We, That's we right. did our, for, for old time's sake, not even realizing it. We did our tangent for the, for the night. 
Uh, we should have one last tangent. I thought of you the other day, Josh. I saw I had in my Amazon shopping cart for the longest time the Three's Company entire <laughs> DVD collection. <laughs> and it, w- it went down to a really cheap price the other day. And I, I pulled the trigger. It arrived. And I've been going back through the Three's Company catalog. Oh, aren't those the best? <laughs> How many show titles did you and I come up with in our days of PS Nation that somehow had... Three's company. Oh involved. yeah. Well, there was that whole banner I did with uh, at least one banner I did where it's right there in the in the living room um, with Jack and Chrissy and oh Roper or Furley. That was the episode. You just uh, had one recently, didn't you? That you is there a recent um, banner that had some Roper in it or something? There might have been. You yeah, know, I was I was probably out probably all blend together for you now. <laughs> well, you know, it was funny. I went out to here's another tangent. Uh, we're just going to keep this going. <laughs> um, I, I went out. Uh, I was invited out to a pre E3 thing for Sony uh, this past year. And it was in Santa Monica, which is north of L.A. I'd never really been there. And it was at this hotel. And I was like, wait, Santa Monica. Holy shit. Wait. That's that's where Three's Company was based. That's, that's right. where it was supposed to be and everything. So I got there, and the first PR people I saw, they, you know, I've seen them a lot, and I know them pretty well, and, you know, we talk. I walked up, and I was like, so we're all going to the Regal Beagle after this, right? I mean, I'm in Santa Monica. That's That's what we do here, right? You guys are taking me, because I know it's here somewhere. And they're like, oh, dude, dude, it's... No, sorry. It's just not here. <laughs> I was so upset. I, I wanted to go to the Regal Beagle. Why is that not a thing? I mean, I know there was no Regal Beagle for real. Yeah. But it's been all these years. Somebody should have built a Regal Beagle oh, and if, put in Senate. Come on. If I was living out there, I absolutely would have built one by now. <laughs> I absolutely would have built one. I, I can't believe it hasn't been done. Um. But yeah, Three's Company, yeah, I that show, it's so absurd, so over the top, and so, I, I don't think that show could be made nowadays. No, I don't think so. I was trying to explain it to a coworker who's in her 30s, young 30s, and she's like, I never heard of Three's Company, and I was trying to explain it to her, and I, it ended with, about a 10-minute conversation ended with, I'm bringing the disc, you're watching it. <laughs> You have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the whole premise is absurd for for like today's world, you know, that a guy needs an apartment. He doesn't have any money. The girls need a roommate. They don't have enough money. And he moves into the building with them. He moves into the apartment with them. But the only way the landlord will say it's okay is if he thinks that the guy is gay. And that was the whole premise of the show, yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> which is just absolutely absurd. Even at the time, it was kind of like, really? Does that still go on? Like late 70s, we were like, I thought we were past all that. Um, but that's how they, they pitched it at the time. And it was it was based off of uh, a British show called Man About the House, which yeah, was basically right. the same thing that the... Uh, the pilot episode is almost exactly the same. And, and the then pilot they, episode's called Man About the House. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 
and the pilot episode for each of them is almost exactly the same. And then because of John Ritter and his physicality and um, Suzanne Summers and her, you know, wacky personality and way of playing the dumb blonde, it totally went off in its own direction. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's a fun show. Silly show. Uh, okay. We should stop all these tangents. Yeah, well, I just had to, I had to have at least one Three's Company tangent before I left. That's a good episode one. Episode 600, yep. That's a really good one. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, thank you for joining us on episode 600. Thank you for coming back and, and being here for one more time. And, you know, we got to get you on uh, another time if we get the chance. The thing is... We record at crazy hours now. <laughs> because That's what's keeping me away. I hear that. I'm like, oh, well, you know, yeah. someday. <laughs> yeah. We, we tend to record 10, 11 o'clock at night is when we start. Wow. Uh, and we'll usually talk for a half hour to 40 minutes before we even hit record. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah. There have been times when we're getting done at like two or three in the morning. It's been crazy. So it's hard getting guests on when you're doing stuff like that, I bet. <laughs> which is also why we said, you know what, let's do episode 600 this way. Cause that way we can just record our segments, put them all together in one big episode and it'll be, it'll be fun that way. And you know, 600 is coming out the week of Thanksgiving. How are we going to run that anyway? So. I, I'm anxious to hear how we went. We didn't go 90 minutes, but I bet you yeah. Glenn is going to go a couple hours and Mark could go an hour. This could be a four-hour yeah. show. It could be, but you know what? Plus. It's a history. So yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Glenn, Mark, MJC, Michael, Dave. Appreciate it. Josh, of course. Yes. Awesome to sit here and do this with you. Looking forward to episode 1,200. <laughs> <laughs> me too i hope my kid is uh is ready to be uh running it by then i think that might be the future of ps Nation right there <laughs> jeez zoe and mason yeah <laughs> oh my gosh if there's still a playstation at that point yeah good point yeah we'll see all right well thank you for coming thank you for being on and thanks everybody for listening and We'll see if maybe there is another segment after this, just kind of a wrap up with either Dave alone or Dave, me and Michael. Um, I don't know because it hasn't happened yet. So your guess is as good as mine. Let's find out together. Let's see what happens after I say thank you and good night. Bye. You snuck that in, you son of a bitch. I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.